0: Like what, like if I have to buy like jeans, I think I'm in between sizes for everything. Isn't everybody kind of though? Yeah, I hate people walking around with. They're like, oh, these jeans fit so well. Fuck you. Give yeah. it six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You Eat some lasagna asshole. for a Go week. ahead. Yeah.
1: Everybody has a month where their clothes fit really well. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> I have I have another. Wed- I have my sister, my my cousin's wedding and my mom started saying like she's puerto rican she started saying some little stuff she's like because i i went from 34 to 36 waist nice (laughs) and and so i'm doing it and i'm obviously blow up i'm insecure bob i'm like yeah i'm a couple size bigger huh (laughs) and right at the checkout my mom's just like you're gaining some covid weight and i was like what the fuck mom (laughs) god damn it and she's like she's i'll pay for it and i was like okay that helps (laughs) i'd rather pay pay for
0: it what the surgery yeah no (laughs) the the suit (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was like, okay. I'd so rather have paid I'll the hundred pay- to get
0: you back down to thirty-four. I honestly rather yeah. would have
1: paid the hundred twenty dollars uh, at Men's Warehouse than my mom tell me I'm getting fat. I rather, that's pay a pretty the money. solid deal on a suit. 120 bucks. It really is. Yeah. They yeah. Have I always went shit. to uh,
0: when I had to wear suits. I always went to Macy's. Yeah, because that mm-hmm. was just like deal on deal and Like, so I'm like, okay, so this is 30 percent off. I also yeah. have this one here is 15 percent off, yeah. and then this one's actually 40 percent off. And then oh, we yeah, have another yeah. 20 just for. So basically, you take the suit, <laughs> we owe you 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'll tell those you, Express
2: all... kills it with suits as well.
0: That that was I've a place I never went, I couldn't go to because I didn't like the way that they fit. Like ah. you, you, like for me, I like the Banana Republic stuff better because oh, okay. yeah, that yeah. stuff just fits me better.
2: I like their regular clothes better, but Express's suits are are, are very. Aff- I just I think they're they're very cost effective in yeah. comparison to a lot. I'm of gonna
0: places. have to actually. I have one, I think one more. I've a wedding next year. Uh, and I th- I'm gonna have to wear a suit to it because even now I'm at the point now where when I go to weddings they're not yeah. family or close friends anymore, so I can just get away with just yeah. wearing like a dress shirt. Sure, sure. yeah, this will be my niece, and it's like my first Gotta my first nice. niece or nephew that's going to be getting married, and we're gonna really like mm-hmm. do it up. So I'm already looking at the suits. Yeah,
1: I felt underdressed. At- I went to David's wedding. When was this? Like
0: a, uh, month a
2: couple or? weeks ago. So you got weeks married ago, recently? Weeks ago. Well, we got married at the beginning of the year. Uh, But this was our reception, so.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. I thought it was at Great Lakes, like the brewing company. Not so. I I wore just. I, I was like, oh yeah, no, it's at a bar. It's a wedding reception. It's at a bar though. I'm, I wore like a black, like three button shirt and jeans, and I walk in there and it's an actual wedding wedding reception. I'm like shit. I am underdressed. <laughs> Wait, what's dressed. a three button shirt? Like you know, like the I'm long- not familiar with that either. You know, just like the regular shirts have like two or three buttons
0: on top. A polo? Oh yeah, no, like, like, a, polo like a long, like a oh oh Henley God. kind of situation. situation. Yeah, like a Henley. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: you so you weren't even wearing a collar? No, no. And I was. Oh like, <laughs> I would <I> seen <laughs> that. But then,
1: but then I, I walked in. I was like, Lexi <laughs> <laughs> like gave me a look. She goes, "I told you," and I was like, "I didn't know." And then I just see one oh, wait, guy's wearing so you, a T-shirt, and I was you, like, "Okay, I'm not the least." Dressed yeah, there's guy always here. one hillbilly. At yeah, yeah, everywhere. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>, you <laughs> were so not like, the
2: only one that was dressed like that, and we didn't care. We told everyone, "You wear whatever the fuck you
0: want." I don't. So, care. did you meet Lexi at there, at the wedding, or did you guys go together? We went together. Okay, it's weird that she didn't stop you before, because like Carissa would have been like, "You're not wearing that." <laughs> well, I
1: think Lexi was like, "I was so decisive on." She I was like, "Hey, up. it's at a bar." Okay, again, there was that, uh, Um, that, that, it was a whole different floor. I was like, come on, though. I was like, some other people are going to dress up, but I think it's very
0: casual. And then Lexi's like, okay, okay, fine. fine." And honestly, if I got the, uh, so, you know, that's tricky. Actually, do you live by David or Dave? I don't really give a shit. All right, D Bear. Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. actually put everybody in a really uncomfortable spot because you didn't give them a dress code. I actually need the dress code. No, I Listen, preferred. I, preferred it, the I don't uncomfortable. Spot. No, I actually I, I, I liked it too. But it I was a fun wedding about the night of, like, as I'm getting ready to go to your to 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 your wedding, I'd have been like, "What's well, at a bar?" So I can wear jeans, mm-hmm. but. It is still like, and I'd be like, fuck, I don't know what to wear. And then I'd be in a bad spot. Listen, I just wear a
2: suit
1: to any wedding I go to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just have the common knowledge I didn't. I used to do suits all the time no matter what. And then I was like, Okay, now I can take the tie off and now yeah, I yeah. can actually yeah, get it. Joe would oh, go actually, to Parks in a suit and he'd be like, so yeah. Oh man, I just came over prepared. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a reception. I here. guess I, but I'd rather be in your spot than in your spot. I'd rather be totally. overdressed mm. or something like that than underdressed. But then as soon but i the same thing, as soon as somebody walked by in like a Dallas Cowboys jersey, they would be like, Oh I'm good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah. go stand next yeah. to so that guy. I thought about wearing this Browns jersey too. I was really close to <laughs> who is that? It's Dick Chubb.
0: Nice, that is a good one. Yeah. Dicks. I uh, I could never really get, I only have a Bernie Kosar one, because it's the only one that I know, you know, they're not going to trade him. Yeah. <laughs> and you want a drink in it. Oh. <laughs> That's nothing like Bernie Kosar. <laughs> sorry. Poor BK. Bernie thing. That guy's had a rough go. Yeah. But good news is, he doesn't remember any of it. Well, was... Joe,
1: who's our guest today?
0: Our guest is... Wait, are we? have we been filming this whole time? Or recording? Oh, yeah. We're about four minutes in. That's hilarious.
2: All
1: right. We <laughs> we <do> right. <laughs> yeah, we do this sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, we No, don't, I like it. That's why Well, fine. you say yeah. you don't like, have an intro, I don't know how to start these either, so I just start in the middle of a conversation. We just talk. So right I, I don't even the, notice. Right around the time we were talking about well, what to wear to weddings, I'm like, oh, this is gold. Yeah. Oh, I just, especially uh, because Brian just referred to a... He's like a three-button, I honestly thought you were talking about shirt. a polo. Yeah. I'm like, I've never yeah, heard It's that. not
1: a polo, it doesn't have a collar, it's just like a so it's regular a, yeah, it's Haines, own shirt with shirt I three... think it was a Henley. I yeah, it's a Henley. Han- a Henley, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I thought Henleys were the like half of those no, baseball Henleys shirts. Henleys go all the way down. The go- um, yeah. I
1: just put it like halfway through to make mm-hmm. it look like that shirt.
0: Okay, so it's a long-sleeve shirt that you just rolled up the sleeves a little bit to yes. let everyone know that you're casual. Uh, yeah,
1: casual. I'm, I'm, I'm casual and I'm going
2: to sweat. That's you were dope. in black on black. It was fine. It yeah. looked good. And black by the black. time you guys got there, everybody had been drinking enough where nobody cared anyways.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If we, That's why I was like, <clears throat> if we're, if I'm wearing this, we're going to show up 20 minutes later. <laughs> because the cool kids always show up 20 minutes later. But by cool, not like the coolest people at the wedding. By coolest, I mean the people that were least prepared. And me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not her, just me.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's actually the only one that I am okay showing up late. I'm, I'm okay showing up late to stuff like that. Uh, The other stuff I get mad because Carissa has a tendency to like miss any deadline in terms of showing up somewhere. Uh, she's gotten much, much better at it. I mean, really, like over the years, she's gotten significantly better at it. But there are just times where, especially when we started dating, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Because she just physically could not be somewhere on time. Is it due to like getting ready taking too long? Or? It's it's mistiming how long she needs to get ready was the big thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. My wife is like that as well. She'd be so. like, yeah. I'm going
0: to get up around 5.45 and start getting ready. I'm like, all right, well, we got to be there at 7. Is that enough yeah. time? She's like, that's plenty of time. I'm like, no, it's not. Newsflash: it it's, was not enough yeah. time. It's yeah. enough time if it's enough time if the event was in our house. Yeah. She <laughs> also never factored in drive time, yeah. so we, we would always be fifteen to twenty minutes late to pretty much. Yeah, no. You know,
1: do you guys do, do you do this thing too, David? I don't know because you guys are obviously in. You guys are married. I'm yeah. not married. Mm-hmm. You guys do the thing where, or like, how do you deal with it when you know she's going to take too long to get ready? I tell her the So wrong time. you take your time to get ready. No, I don't do that. See, my move okay. is that I get ready
2: as fast as humanly possible. And, and then I sit stare. around, like, and look at oh, okay. And I sit in
0: the bathroom. We got to yeah. go. I sit in the bathroom doorway fully dressed, holding <laughs> the yeah. keys, like,
1: come on. The we we got to go. Man? <laughs> I, make, I make the opposite mistake. I start getting, I, I. In time when she's gonna get ready. Yeah. So by the time she's ready, I got three minutes left to get ready. But then I'm the villain. If I did that, we would be fifteen
2: minutes late all the time, and I hate being late to things. Yeah, so. I do too. Well, that's yeah. That, that
0: was my thing because I I don't like being late to stuff. I really hate it. Um, and like I just it, it's simple stuff because I'm like it's the easiest thing. Like whenever someone that you work with, I I had to tell somebody that where I had to pull them into my office and be like. You have to start showing up on time. Like, you're missing morning (laughs) meetings. I'm like, this is the easiest part of any job is just fucking showing up on time. And you suck at it. Yeah. Like that's something that you just have to I'm sorry man. Yeah. Everyone else gets here. I, I don't it, tell me where you live, don't tell me the route, don't tell me about your kids. There are people here that drive from farther that have more kids and they get you, here. You're 100% so you got to right. fucking figure it out man. I'm sorry. It's yeah. Joe, you're part. not even the boss. David actually runs a company. <laughs> what, what, what you're mean? just like you're just the guy that
1: works or you're like, dude, you going to yell
0: that. No, like I have people that report <laughs> but, to me and yeah. like a couple of years ago I had to be like, look, I'm I, I think yeah. you know that I'm a pretty casual guy, but you're you suck at the easiest part of any yeah. job is showing up on time, and you're very bad at it. Yeah, I mean, like, stuff
2: comes up from time to time, right? Like, I get it. Yeah. But I would when never it's a consistent all the yeah. time thing. I would never say that yeah. to someone
0: if they showed up late one day. I don't care about sure. that. But when it's like it was probably like about a three week thing where this guy was late, honestly, fifty over 15 days, he was probably late 11 of them. Yeah and we have we would have we would have like a meeting in the morning to kind of yeah. recap yeah, the day before and what we're going to do today divvy out responsibility mm-hmm. and he would show up and be like what I missed i'm like the meeting again you missed the meeting you yeah. missed everything you missed everything yeah and then i'd have to have a second Meeting with him to walk him through all the stuff that we already talked about. I'm like, this is like, you got to fucking show up, man. This looks bad. People are saying things to me about how you're always late.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And it's one of those things. I don't remember where I I read it on a book or listened to it on a podcast or something like that. But like, it it also is the single most disrespectful thing you could do to somebody as well, because it's saying my time is more important than your time. Yeah. Right. Especially if somebody's sitting around waiting for you. Right. So I get it. And listen, I I was horrible with that growing up. Like my like ability to just judge how long it was going to take me to do something was horrendous. I think as we grew as a company, as we got more employees and as we started getting more and more people coming in where my timeline was like a lot more tight, I started realizing the importance of it and it it just became – a significantly more important part of my day-to-day yeah so i don't know i get like i said i get it you know it's hard to gauge things sometimes and everything but if you just
1: leave yeah. yourself a
0: couple extra minutes
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing matters. wrong with a buffer man i'm usually i'm usually the late person
0: <laughs> i'm usually well, you fucking should be we do this in my house yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i'm something... actually i was almost late today oh, no, yeah yeah. joe is almost like <laughs> he me here i'm just like yeah i'm still i don't want to dog that place because they are nice people pun but... intended Dog that place. Dog oh, nice. it. I, right, we're so about 11 minutes it. in, so we can probably introduce the guests. Now, we've already covered fashion and not being late. <laughs> <laughs> and, and discovered three button shirts. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, So, David Turpek, Yes. All right. Thanks for coming, man. Happy to be here. You, you guys are just talking about your wedding. and I, When Brian mentioned, like, yeah, I saw uh, that guy, David, the dog trainer guy at the wedding. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to pick up my phone. And I'm going to hope that this was not... As long ago as I'm pretty sure it was, because you <laughs> I don't and I think had it actually was that long ago. It was fucking April. Wow, <laughs> yeah. you're late, Joe. I had to go, yeah, <laughs> you're dude. late. So he and I we spoke back in April. Yes, and uh, it just it's not an excuse, man. It's it's not. I, okay. I just the way that when when we fill up, <laughs> and I'm going through it right now because really? I'm filling up. Sure, sure. October now too. Uh-huh. Joe's like, yeah, I had a flat tire. I didn't couldn't even have, make it. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Have, I could even make anything up. It was yeah. so fucking long ago. And, In uh, fairness,
2: I think you told me though, like we're booked for the next like two or three. We months. were booked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, so we're, I wasn't we're really almost, expecting yeah. an immediate thing by yeah. any means with yeah. it. So, I, but I
0: just, I was like, it's fine. I was like, <laughs> I am so fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is, so I usually put out like, like if we'll, we'll do four, maybe five episodes a month, and yeah. then you know I'll put out feelers for a bunch of people. And what sometimes will happen, just recently did happen, is people that i reached out to that maybe never heard back from will get back to me like four weeks later but like, sure. hey sorry to get back to you how's this sunday i'm like fuck yeah and that's what happens a lot of times as i get buried with a lot yeah, of messages yeah. i start scheduling and then when he said that i was like oh man i really hope that was like early june even though knowing <laughs> full well it was early april <laughs> <laughs> i'm like hey it's joe just getting back to you five months later uh yeah let's get let's get something set up yeah. so so anyway apologize and thanks for coming happy to be here cool man so, um, I wanted to, you and I talked a little bit about like, we actually talked a little bit before we even recorded and yes. you and I actually had a couple of discussions just uh, like over Instagram about some of the things. So I know you do own your own business. So tell mm-hmm. us about, uh, your, uh, tell us about your gig.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I own Miracle Canine Training. So we are a, um, dog training and boarding kennel over on the west side of Cleveland. So right over by the Edgewater area. Um, Miracle Canine's been a business since, uh, January of 2019. And then I owned a, another company called Heights Canine before that for about three years. Uh, we had three locations. We had one over in South Euclid. We had one in, uh, Cleveland where we currently are. And then we had one down in Columbus as well. Um, and I owned that with a business partner. We did that for about three years and business partner life just wasn't really for me. So, uh. That's a thing. But the time was right. Uh, I decided to leave that company and start Miracle Canine, make some adjustments that I had wanted to make uh, to that company, and... Uh it's been a really fantastic journey. So it's been it's been cool. We have a staff of uh, I think I checked the other day. We have fifteen people now. Oh, then you added uh, someone time we Canada because it was 14. I think I just I think I miscounted. <laughs> oh, you was lied. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I lied about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. Good start. So we got uh, we got fifteen people, um, which has been a whole thing in itself. It's like every time I look, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: oh, we hired you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's been cool. So we do we do uh, obviously we're a dog training company first. We specialize in like behavioral modifications. We work with like. Anxiety rehabilitation. We work with uh, aggression rehabilitation and then just do basic, like on and off leash obedience training and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. That's what I've done for pretty much the better half of the last like eight years or so. And he's, he's, my gr- he's my
0: girlfriend's boss. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Lexi pretty... Graf does work for. Me. Yes, she's a like, fantastic employee. Oh, that was even <laughs> that was that was the other thing too. Is because yes. I, I, I was like uh, I was like, why are you at this guy's wedding? He's like, well, it's Lexi's boss? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Did I fucked that <laughs> well, up? That I didn't
2: even realize it was funny because I asked Lexi. I was like, are you bringing a plus one to the wedding? She's like, oh yeah, Brian. I was like, wait. Like, from the podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like,
1: "Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> see, i actually I actually knew, so we when we were all booked up, we got the message. Uh-huh. Joe said we got the message. And then, like a week later, Lexi, Lexi brought you up and she's like oh yeah yeah like David like David she showed me your Instagram mm-hmm. like on the stories and like there was like the podcast like yeah you were promoting your podcast and your story and I was like oh my god I think that's the guy we might be having on the podcast one day yeah. <laughs> and she was that's my boss and I was like well yeah I can tell now <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah I've cracked the code now yeah I was, I was like oh it was like hackers but if I did yeah.
0: a bunch more ecstasy <laughs> I was like, oh, I know
2: Oh
1: yeah.
0: So I'm sure that you. So you had so three locations at the old. Because you and yeah. I were talking about actually everything that we talked about on Instagram, and then uh, before we started, kind of relates to owning a business or like yeah. job markets, things like that. Now, and a horrible joke that I sent to you yesterday. Yeah, I don't know really how much time joke. you spend on LinkedIn. Almost none. Me too. I actually mm-hmm. don't even have a LinkedIn account. It's, so you don't need it's one. A, it's fucking useless, man. It's good, obviously, for applying to <laughs> jobs. Sure. That is literally it. Yeah. It's just it's Facebook again. Yeah. It's Facebook with resumes. That's all yeah. it is. But it's turned into, and you see these arguments on, on LinkedIn all sure. the time, where someone will post something that is completely not related to anything. Yeah. And they're just trying to get likes. They're trying to get attention, and yeah. someone will comment, "This is for business networking, not for this." Go back yeah. to Facebook, and then they get mad, and then they argue. And uh someone posted and I thought this was a really funny joke, and I think <laughs> it is, but I could never put it. But so I just texted it to him. Well you gotta say it now. <laughs> no, I need I need to know the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to know. Well, so so someone had posted, of course, COVID being what it is right sure. now, it's a big thing, so people post mm-hmm. about it. So this person posted on LinkedIn uh-huh. uh, about like um like, well, I got COVID. Uh, I can tell you this is one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life, and this and that. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it through this. And obviously, my people are just like, it it can't be that bad because you were get, uh, able to get this post together on LinkedIn and get like. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, I have a joke. And I, I think it's really funny. It's also super tasteless. Okay. And I'd probably get kicked off. So I wanted to just comment. <laughs> You're really so your company... up right now. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just put a comment that said, so your company might be hiring soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, so it would be really funny, I think, to me, because I think it goes along with the arguments of LinkedIn. And I'm like, bringing it back to a business networking. <laughs> I'm like, technically, I'm still networking. You're saying there might be openings. Yeah. If you pass,
1: <laughs> I like how you explained the punchline of the joke before you gave the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, guys, it's really tasteless, okay?
0: Well, I wanted to preface it with the reason I didn't put this because I know it's not a good thing to say. Sure. So yeah. It's stupid. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so with owning your own business, you have to deal with things that people that work at the company don't have to deal with. Sure. Um, and there is – I've always kind of thought there's kind of like a running misconception that someone that owns a bar or owns a restaurant or owns mm-hmm. a business, that they're one, rich, that they're two, uh, selfish and greedy. Sure. Uh, and three, that they're just assholes. Yeah. So like we were talking with Lindsay at Flight about this, and I was like yeah. there's a misconception that if you own – like she owns a wine bar. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, no, I'm 100% not rich. I can say I don't even know what the definition of rich is, but I know I'm not it. Sure. Because um, you have to go through a lot to actually start, even just getting your company started. It's not just startup capital. Sure. Like you, you got LLCs. Mm-hmm. You have the like you we were just talking about, you know, insurance things mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. What is what's the biggest struggle, especially kind of like the way that the the the, uh, the working climate is now?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what's your biggest struggle with that? You know, it's it's interesting because.
2: You have to put definitions to a lot of the things you just mm-hmm. said, right? So, like first thing, everybody thinks that. Uh, well, first off, everything you said as far as the the rich, asshole, selfish, this, that, right? Unfortunately, that exists a lot in different markets, right? Like yeah. a oh, lot and of yeah, There's
0: a reason people think yes, that. Yeah.
2: A lot of businesses out there that I see. Let's just take my industry that I'm in, right? Like dog training, right dog training is a very in demand industry right now. Like you have the ability to make a lot of money doing it. Right. And the problem is a lot of people are looking at that and it's an easy industry to get into. So people are going in the opposite direction of things where I always say, you know, if you're going to start a business or do what you love doing, you should follow three steps, right? First step is do what you love doing. Second step is do it as absolutely best as you can do it. And third step is make as much money as you can doing it right? Most people get into business doing things in the opposite role, right? They want to make as much money as possible. They want to try to offer a really good service. And then the last thing they look at is, do I actually love the thing that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. So because of that, it causes you to treat your employees like shit, in my opinion. It causes you to not put them first in things, because those are the people on the front lines that are actually putting in the work, Mm -hmm. right? And you're not creating something that's sustainable ultimately. Yeah. Right. So they go out of business because of that. It's short term, it's not long term yes, whatsoever. They tarnish their reputation, their employees mm-hmm. hate them, and they create this notion that I have this rich boss that just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And here we are, right? Yeah. So in in my case, it you're asking about the most difficult thing in my position. And this is something I've not mastered by any means. And I don't think that anybody that is in the case of owning their own business has mastered yet. But it's finding the balance between all of those three things. Right. Yep. It's finding the balance of obviously we're starting our own business because we want to be financially prosperous. Right. Yep. Like we want to be able to make money doing it. Right. But we also have to care enough about our employees to put them first and know that the more that we put them on a pedestal and we create more opportunities for them and we make them like their job and we decrease the stress involved in their work life mm-hmm. and we get them making more money they're going to work harder for you and yeah. they're going to make you more money
1: ultimately yeah you're working on the moral compass within uh with starting from scratch like the beginning sure. needs to be rock solid so if everything else starts falling the beginning's good so it's an easier Start again. Yes,
2: yeah. So yeah. so you gotta create people that want to work for you. They believe in the mission behind what it is that you're doing, totally. right? Yeah. But at the same time, you have to balance out the accountability behind things. We were talking about people that can't show up to work on time, right? Like that's something we've run into before, and we actually had an employee. Um, somewhat recently we had to fire over that right like it was somebody that Fucking they just lexi. for whatever yeah, lexi, reason God come on lexi they're a phenomenal employee <laughs> but they could not show up on time no. right and it's one of those things where you have to be the bad guy with certain things and no matter what because you are the business owner anytime you're put in a position where you have to enforce something or you have to be that bad guy with certain things you're going to get looked at a little bit more like someone's going to read yep. it
0: as i don't think it was that big a deal yes why yeah. did he fought why did they give yeah yep.
2: And and it's it's something where I, I believe I read it maybe a Jocko Willink book or something. Um, but it was uh, you know, how much do you want to use up your leadership capital for things? Right. Yep. And that's a part of balancing all of those mm-hmm. things. Is enforce things as little as possible, motivate people as much as you can so that you have to do that as little as possible.
3: Mm-hmm, totally. Right.
2: So uh, hardest thing is 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 figuring out the balance of how to motivate the staff enough, but also create a really good product and make sure that they're doing their best job they can creating that product, right? Uh, Second thing is, for me, the goal of owning a business is to be able to have something, ultimately, that operates independently without you. With my last company, we can talk about this a little bit, obviously, one of my biggest issues that we ran into was we grew too fast. We didn't have our infrastructure created the way that we needed to. Okay. So because of that, what happened is we bottlenecked ourselves. And if it didn't run directly through us, it, wouldn't, it couldn't operate on its own. Yeah. Right. So that created more stress for me, which gets into another difficult part about owning a business, which is you are the last line of defense. If you do that to yourself, it's up to you to figure out how to get yourself out of that problem. And nobody else yeah. is going to be able to answer that question for you or be yeah. able to resolve that issue for you. Right. So yeah. it's it's... It's the balance of everything that you are truly the last line of defense with stuff, and you have people that rely on you. Like I have fifteen employees that rely on me for their livelihood. Yeah. Right. Like if we are not making money as a business, they don't have mm-hmm. jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. So it,
0: it, there's there's just so, there's so many things to to say. Yeah. With them, yeah. You know. But that's you mentioned like there are people like that sure. that greed and thing. That's a thing that's out there. Like mm-hmm. uh, the company that I used to work for last year, sure, uh, probably laid off. At least a third of its employees, if yep. not more, probably more, but in between a third and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I know a lot of the reasons why. Sure, uh, they were really, 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 really bad with money. Sure, uh, the, the the place was relatively small when I started there, and they were trying to get to a certain number. Like you Which a know. lot of
1: companies were showing pre-pandemic. Like yes. sure. that a lot of places were screwed beforehand. The yeah. pandemic
0: <laughs> exposed that. More pandemic, exactly. made, yes. yeah, yeah. Pandemic made it impossible to hide if you were yeah. run poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I actually just had my wife crack the door because I'm fucking sweating so bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's that it's hot or it's because of yesterday. Either way. Yeah. Uh, the- <laughs> You're like, yeah, Sam Roberts with the weather. Yeah, Jesus but the uh, but yeah, the, that it made, it made it impossible to hide if you were poorly run or sure. if you were. Some companies live kind of the paycheck to paycheck. The, the, the you hear people yep. say that like just kind of individual as per, as people that do that companies do that too they yep. overextend yep. themselves they're like we're gonna grow we're gonna grow doesn't matter we're gonna keep making more money yep. we'll be easily able to pay that off and then COVID happened and then everyone's like fuck. Yeah. Now we don't have that revenue stream to pay off all that shit that we just did. Because and you that's know, you, what happened. You look at
2: how how uh, frowned upon it is to take out so much consumer debt as an individual. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But for businesses, it's almost looked at as a necessity. Right. You have to take out these lines of credit and these yeah. loans so that you can continue to grow your business. Which I personally don't believe in that much. I think there are certain industries that maybe you got to take a little bit out initially, but you should be paying all that off before you move on to other things. But the problem is they overexert themselves and they could do it so much more easily as a business, right? Yeah. Um, And wind up just completely tanking themselves. And the only reason why we think that it can be done more easily is because the numbers are bigger, right? Like, so like say you're making $40,000, right? And you buy a car for $20,000, right? In your mind, that's, Okay, right. That's not that big of a deal because you make all of this money and that amount is so seemingly low when compared to your income and it's, you know, told that you could you should pay your car off over six to seven years, it's not a big deal. But as a business, when you're talking revenues that are a million dollars, two million dollars, ten million dollars, more than that, and then you look out, oh, I'm just gonna take out this loan for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, it's the same proportion as it is from the consumer standpoint. Yeah, but because our revenue is so high with the business, we're looking at it like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. As well, right? Yeah. So you wind up completely screwing yourself in that regards as well, because then you don't realize how much easier it is for that revenue to drop off as the
1: business. But you still have three quarters of a million dollars you need to pay back to somebody. Yeah, especially right? because if, let's say you're buying a car too. Like if you're making that invest, like sure. I'm saying, as a business owner, if you're making a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar investment, yeah. you're the investment is to make more money off that investment. Sure, you're just pretty much dropping seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars at that point, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't make that money back. Yeah, I mean you could, but I mean based off the money you sp- I mean I I don't run a business but it's it's kind of it should be common knowledge to where if you're spending money on something with your business you want that to make more money too sure it's like dividing your stocks for example like if I if I like buy more AMC stocks I'm not buying it just cuz I want to buy the stock mm-hmm. I want the I want to gain like I want to gain like 50 more bucks from that stock yeah
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the well and the 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 flip side of that too is that like when you're buying a car, mm-hmm. you actually have the experts actually letting you know if they're even going to approve it. Sure. So it may not even be up to you yeah. when it's a larger business because of the assets and collateral that mm-hmm. they can actually kind of put up or that they'll look at. It's not like they'll look at like a debt to income yeah. ratio. So yeah. debt to income ratio for the car, they'll mm-hmm. look at your credit score, yeah. they'll look at your debt to income. It's same thing buying a house if you want to yeah. make it a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, You're not approved for this loan. <laughs> so now that decision to you that you may probably yeah. would have fucked. Up is now not even your choice anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the, the 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 company example, a lot of times it's just going to get approved. They're like, yeah. "Hey, we made mm-hmm. sixty million this year. We're projecting to make seventy million this year, and the next year probably another ten or fifteen yeah. percent off that." That's how those happen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just extending themselves like you just yeah. f- 750000 fifty thousand dollar loan here, $1 million dollar loan here, an mm-hmm. in investment in replatforming here. Then you're like, "And to help, we're going to hire all these new salespeople." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you Continuing have to raise your overextended expenses. yourself. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Forward, yeah. So after they get those loans, and this is, I think, what this is what happened with my company, is sure. that they were trying to do what they call like a replatforming of the entire mm-hmm. system, which was costing about a million dollars a month. Then they're like, "But don't worry about it because we're going to get more clients because we're going to hire all we're going to hire these twenty yeah. new sales <laughs> guys," and they're like cool you're paying these sales guys a yeah. lot I mean and it's gonna take them a couple yeah. months to get up and running and then finally start when are we gonna start seeing it's that a get that rich, rich, rich out? quick yeah. game is what it yeah. is and that's it's... the problem
2: with it and that's the same mm-hmm. deal as what you see like I mean, again, I, f- I follow a lot of different motivational people here. Business guys, I just here, follow this, Brian. That. That's my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of people out there. You know, that's the same conversation of a lot of these people that are out there investing in real estate and stuff, and just leveraging their debt over and over and over again because yep. they're trying to make more money, right? Yep. They're looking at that end number of this is how much revenue I have coming in, but people aren't smart enough to factor in how much expenses they have every month, mm-hmm. how much uh, risk they have involved in that process, and stuff like that. And in the end of the day, if somebody comes back to you and says, "Hey, you have to pay this back," right now and you're not in a position to do that you're completely screwing yourself yeah right are you on the clubhouse app no
1: you know what clubhouse you guys know what clubhouse a, is?
2: Uh, vo- uh, verbal thing or whatever right yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. actually because so, it?
1: you reminded me of that like like just listening to, like motivational stuff so you get someone to sign you on so yeah if someone signed on they sent you it's it's like, it's nah, like it's live kind of,
2: chat rooms kind yeah of.
1: Oh, okay. and, but there's chat rooms for everything. Like mm-hmm. like when you sign up, like so for doing comedy. I only know like chatterbate. Yeah, from like the, Dane uh, the, Cook. Our last guest. Dane Cook does like <laughs> chats and everything yeah. on there, and they like bring their friends. And there's biz. I listen to business yeah. ones. I've listened to. Um, but the business ones are funny though, because they'll be like, "Hey, like it'll be just be a repeat video." Yeah. yeah. there will be like thousands of people listening. And they'll be, like, "Hey, well, if you're interested in this, uh, I'm gonna replay this. If you miss anything, take some notes, yeah, yeah. and also sign up on this website." Yeah. And sign I signed up. For my up. Class. <laughs> oh, I got so many fucking emails yeah. from this guy that I got high. I was high. And I thought he was interesting. Then I'm sober the next day. I'm like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is this email?" I keep getting emails. Yeah, email. I
0: never really got into the motivational ones. I, I, I see clips every once in a while, like on YouTube or yeah. like on on social media, but like. like, Like, my wife just had her company hired, uh, what's that guy's name? Michael V. uh, Gary V. Gary V. Yeah. uh, Hired him, and for like a 20 minute discussion, and yeah. I'm like, what'd you pay him? like 50 grand. Like, oh, Jesus. You pay that guy 50 grand to talk to you guys for 15 minutes? 20- I didn't think it was a q <laughs> I think <there's, laughs> it was just
2: like a 15-minute <laughs> yeah. speech, and yeah. he probably gave
0: to everyone that he talks to.
2: <laughs> if you he watch, like man. like him, for example, if you watch his content, a lot of it is regurgitated, just over yeah and over Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Over it's and over like, again. yeah. Like, I used to be a big Gary V fan. I actually drove out to New York one time uh, for, he was doing like a free Q&A show at like his, wine, his father's wine store, whatever they went to. Yeah. He's a very yeah. interesting guy, and when you watch him do Q&A and stuff, like, the dude knows what he's talking about, but you look at the macro of it and and everything is just like the same stuff over and it's over. It's just and, regurg- over again. Yeah, and it's nice to hear the the concepts, but once you get their general gist, it's like you can kind of there's but, no, yeah, yeah. you don't need, you know, yeah.
1: like you don't well, need it repeatedly. Some, the, well, you, some people do need it repeatedly though, which is, Very, I don't, I, yeah. I'm not in that bracket. I'm with you. Sure. Like if I hear it a couple times, it's like, I, if I feel like it benefits me in the present and future, it becomes like a moral yeah. compass thing. It's like, I felt like a teacher taught that to me and I was like, I can't forget that. Yeah. It's smart. Successful person told me that some people just like hearing it and they're like, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they forget about it and they go, Oh, I heard him once. I need to get reminded yeah. how to be successful. Yeah. yeah. And then they just, And then some, but that's obviously that's a motivate that's
2: a motivation issue, right? So like somebody posted on Facebook the other day, they were like, "Hey, uh, people that are involved in business and stuff, like, what things do you do to help with your time management and for your scheduling and all of that kind of stuff?" And I looked at it, and the first thing I replied to it, I was like, "Well, one thing that I've learned is that time management, no amount of technology is going to solve that problem for you, because in the end of the day, if you have a good enough why and you care enough about the thing that you're supposed to be doing, and you understand that really is important and beneficial for you, you will find time." for it. Yeah. Then, if you hit the point where you're truly so freaking booked, and you have no free minutes in your time, and you've confirmed you're not just wasting time doing yep. all sorts of other little things, yeah. then you get into the importance of like really scheduling out like any minute of your day-to-day. But yeah. 99% of people out there that are going to the Gary V's and the this and the that to try to find that motivation, they don't care enough about the thing they're trying to get motivated enough to do, yeah. i.e., they don't love what they're doing
0: enough, which they is the first find step of any of those things. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah, they're they're hoping that he's gonna say something that's gonna Yes. Be. they're hoping he's gonna that he is going to or, or someone that they're going to for motivation is going to give them the key or the secret that they feel like that they're just not in on. Absolutely. And the truth of the matter is, if somebody there's is no having a secret to it. Yeah. yeah
3: if someone's having it. yeah,
1: if <laughs> someone's learning.
0: having trouble time t- managing their time, yeah. it's yeah, like, hey, download this app. No, because they still have to run the fucking app. Yeah. Yeah. Like they there's not going to be good. The at app's it. that yeah.
1: illusion. It's yeah. that that illusion kicks in of cause like technologies that you're being
0: more, you know, technical or more fancy mm-hmm. yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Which I is used to make manage my time. Yeah. They're like, it says last login was in May. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't been. It's managed.
1: like when someone loses their Fitbit. There. Yeah, that's why I haven't worked out.
2: <laughs> I've
1: like, well, just gone hate. for it, a It
2: quick is kind job? of the same I thing, though, right? Like yeah. we're looking for these external things to motivate us to do these things that we I know we should be doing
1: already. I right? fucking <laughs> right? hate Fitbit. I
0: think those that is the biggest. You're going on a real rant,
1: and Joe's just like, dude, Fitbit's fucking suck. Yeah, you don't
0: know. We're not moving on. Fitbit is the biggest fucking rack. I tell your heart rate, it, Joe. It's just like, hey, fat people, put that on and give to give the illusion that you're working out yeah. works. That
2: that's that you realize you're already walking all those steps every day, but it justifies, oh wow, I did 10,000
1: steps
0: today. I'm good. Uh, uh-huh. yeah,
1: it's that va- it's that validation of I <laughs> like, did something check. and and the cloud
0: knows it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the like I walked 5,000 it. steps today. I'm like that's normal. Like yeah. Google that. That's yeah. not even that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that that just means that you you woke up today. So. It, but, but buying a
1: Fitbit <laughs> does help though too. Yeah. Because when I did buy a Fitbit, I'm like, okay, this is going to motivate me. To start running again. It probably did for what? Two weeks. Two or three weeks yeah. tops. Uh-huh. And then and, and then I didn't charge it one day, and I was like, yep, my life's over. That's it. Where's I the Ben and Jerry's? Yeah.
0: Yeah. My <laughs> life's over. It's, it's over. It's a stupid. There is no reason to There's work no out, out to anymore. There's no reason to walk any steps right no. now. No. Yeah, I, don't, I have no you, idea how much I've walked. If, through, I, can't so tra- you know, down. if I can't track <laughs> it from a year from now, what the fuck is the point? Yeah, That was it. I can't tell people how many steps I've walked. I, no. What's the, what, why am I leaving the house?
1: That is a cool feeling, though. Just being like, hey, guys, yeah. Uh, hey Andrew, I uh, just walked fifteen thousand steps, and yeah. it's only six p.m. <laughs> so yeah, how many steps did you walk? He goes, I, I
0: don't have a Fitbit. Oh, well, you wouldn't fucking know that, huh, Andrew? The problem with that though is it also it, it makes people think that now they're it, they're just like it's carte blanche, do whatever you want. Like like hey ten thousand steps I'm like yeah but you walked to Arby's and then you ate and then you came back <laughs> like it doesn't cancel the other shit get you out. ate a bunch of Arby's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah beef and cheddar I mean yeah. ten thousand steps to a beef and cheddar yeah. it doesn't matter especially when you get older it doesn't matter it's it's what you eat like the yeah. steps don't fucking matter man yeah. it just doesn't <laughs> I can work out. Four hours a day. If I eat like shit three times a day, I'm gonna get fat. It doesn't matter 100%. when you get older. Wait for that, Brian. It's, gonna, it's gonna be terrible.
1: It's, I'm, it's getting. It's there. gonna be really, it's really. The double bad. XL Browns jersey. I was XL last year. <laughs> yeah, but you're six two. Yeah, you got it's okay. Sport, so. Well, I, I need to follow up because because David, you run. A, I know you run. A, you run a really good spot because Lexi is always telling me how good of a workout she's getting. <laughs> Because well, I'm just these, dealing these I'm with dogs that are not trained. up her average up, steps. Down. It's yeah. not
2: the steps; it's the fact that we have two flights of stairs. So you need to go up and down, oh, like shit. <laughs> le- yeah. legitimately, like fifty to sixty times a day. Yeah. Oh really?
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> the first couple weeks, she was just like no Lexis looks- in good
0: shape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she
1: was coming in like because she was working at a bar, and that's different. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, she was working at a bar and cleaning houses, but you can like time that out.
0: Yeah, well, not a bar, but still a fucking
1: brutal workout though. Because my wife used to work at a bar as well, and she would come home.
2: Fucking whooped! Bartend- yeah.
1: Bartending, I,
0: but my, bartending. But my legs and feet would just be
1: worn. Yeah, I couldn't after even a imagine. Shift. It. But, but also, it's, it's a rough gig. But also, the way to get used to to like getting like winded is like, oh, I need a shot. Oh, I get yeah. a smoke break. <laughs> like at a dog That's job, true. you can't yeah, be like, oh, let's totally. do a shot. Here's Sparky. Let's learn how to sit, <laughs> Jameson. <Yeah. laughs> like does not. That. Like because <laughs> so you, you guys got to carry like big ass dogs too yeah like you guys got little i've seen well, i would say we're not
2: carrying them well but yeah not yes, car- yeah, but,
1: like walking and everything yes. but like you're like walking little dogs but then i mean obviously at first like sure there's obviously big dogs that are not trained and rip your, and your arm and off the, yeah. the beginning to end of the training process for a big dog yeah pro- like. I mean, at first, it's probably got to be like, oh, my God, like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But you've been training dogs. How many years have you been training dogs? About eight years. Eight years. So you'll see a big dog, and it's not the same thing anymore. You're just like, oh, yeah, no, I've trained big dogs before. I just already know the physical part of it originally, like, just, you know, like. It's interesting, too, because, like, if you look at the dog training community, like,
2: overall, like, there's a lot of women in dog training. There's a lot of small women in dog training. And a lot of people will look at some of these large dogs that you get in make sure i didn't turn that you're good uh make sure or they'll look at and see a lot of these dogs that come in and be like oh my god like how would somebody that's uh you know five foot four you know 120 pounds be able to control this dog and then you get into it. it's interesting i see your, your bjj shirt on right now you start getting into how much of it is, is leveraging your body and leveraging your weight and your center of gravity and stuff like that to make sure these dogs can't overpower you because there's yeah. plenty of dogs we get that come in that are way bigger and stronger than i am you know, yeah. get 200 240 pound mastiffs yeah, and of those, stuff like yeah, those yeah. Oh that yeah those crossfit pit bulls
0: that come in It's, <laughs> <Those> it's <laughs> ridiculous. <are> <laughs> Like some of them are so much. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. literally they they walk in and they're like, where should I yeah. sit? Yeah, like, yeah, this my house, bitch. You feel like if they could talk they would call you bro. Like, yeah. yeah. Like those big really jacked <laughs> like everything on them. I'm just yeah, like just shredded. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous.
2: Some of these dogs that come in, man. I'm Like man, how do I look like that? You know. Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: how, how much does that dog bench? Yeah. I need to start working. I need to get a Fitbit. <laughs> I need to check
0: out oh, my yeah. workout. Well, that's the thing. Like dogs, are that they usually have Fitbits on all of their. Yeah. Balls. The, yeah. That's the, how they know they're doing well. He's like, yeah, I need to chase Tom and Jerry later. Yep. Five five thousand steps. I'm yeah. already halfway there. I need to maul a couple neighborhood squirrels. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the protein, you know, and then I can do
2: my steps. It's funny for our health insurance. With uh, my my wife works for the Cleveland Clinic, and um, they require that you wear a Fitbit to like track your, you know activity level and all that kind of stuff to see where you stand on the tier. Okay. And, uh, I always made the joke that I was going to take a Fitbit and just attach it to my dog Vinny, who just like runs circles all the time. and stuff. <laughs> you I just that's let so him get funny. the steps for me.
1: That's He'd so sit around, funny. around like
2: crack another beer. Yeah. go on, Vinny, keep running around. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. you just throw a bone. You're like, yep, that's
0: 15 steps. <laughs> oh, I can do that with Rudy. Rudy's just a fucking maniac. Yeah. Just put her out in the yard. And she's, <laughs> a, and I mean, she's a nice dog. Don't keep. I don't care. She doesn't listen. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> she's a fan. Not yet.
0: We got a dog trainer in the building. But <laughs> she's, a, but yeah, she'll just go out in the yard and just run all over it she's yeah. very really fast and she runs everywhere until she's tired then she just falls down mm-hmm. and then she gets up just does it again yeah i could strap that to rudy and then like come and then my wife would be like you seventy one thousand steps <laughs> today joe great job you look terrible yes. yeah. why aren't you looking better
1: this some from jujitsu yeah, <laughs> because of, yeah. Of that, yeah. I, I did i want to bring up you said something you said uh you said three steps earlier of like uh, like doing business. It mm-hmm. was of like like how some people do it is they try to make money first. Yep. Then okay. they then they like start doing everything else. They do it the opposite. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree I, I really like that because we're like different fields. Like I do stand up. Mm-hmm. And these are completely different fields, but they're similar. Sure. Because so what There's similarities
0: what, with all of this stuff? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're all, they all, they all connect. they are traits you can apply to a lot of. Animals. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah.
1: The funny thing is, is because, okay, so like if I'm a, so I'm, I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. What I, what, what I, I already had like a tiny following and I would go off that following and then like, I didn't like this, like my first year, I didn't really know how to tell jokes. So I sure. stopped and I was like, okay, before I build my brand, I need yeah. to build myself sure. before you build the brand. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so start writing jokes performing well getting on good shows all that and then work and then like make some money yeah make some money as i go know my worth Mm -hmm. and then build the brand well because you figured out you love doing comedy yep. right? so that's the first bo- the box is
2: do what you love doing Yep. do it as best as you can you realize wow before I start playing in front of all of these people or performing in front of all these people because I used to be a, mu- a musician and played in a band for a little bit yeah. you know before I start putting myself in front of 500 people am I doing it well yeah. or am I going to be able to capitalize mm-hmm. on
0: exactly that, right <laughs> So I yeah, made right. that <laughs> mistake in my first band yeah right <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we told we, everybody we and all like, do really yeah. like four yeah. songs. we <laughs> all do we all get lost <laughs> in it we sold 50
2: tickets to my first band's concert where and come watch me suck. It's like most people aren't going to come back then. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, yeah. you got to. That's f- funny. I create better content. Mm-hmm.
2: Create better jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know all that kind of stuff. And then you focus on growing and building and creating the empire behind yeah. it. Yeah. Because you know? I that's noticed got,
0: that's got to be kind of rough for you though. But just because. You, I'm sure you just want to do it so bad when you're starting off, oh, yeah. course. But it's also it's, it's got just, a, It's hard to curb that, but that's a great point. If slow someone, down. It'll yeah, be better. Yeah.
1: It, it, if, if it's going to be better in 10 years than now, yeah. I'll take that chance and focus on in yeah. the next 10 years, and it will be better... ...than I was now when I had this stupid plan to make yeah. it big right now. Is that just...
0: Do we get the balance add though, too? Though. Well, if yeah. there's a... Well, okay, so... Because sometimes it doesn't work. You don't know it doesn't work until yeah. you're on stage well, or totally. it doesn't work.
1: But the, other, but the other side of it is I see, like, like Twitter comics. Like, I'll see, like, some girl, she'll make a Twitter page. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh, I'm a comedian in New York. Sure. And then she'll have... She'll follow 300 people and yeah. then have, like, 100 followers. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, she'll have, like, 10,000 followers mm-hmm. and will only follow, like, 400 people. Yeah. And you'll be like, "Whoa, that comment! Like she just blew up." And then she'll post a pic, a, a video of one of her like sets. And it's a bad set in front of a bad crowd mm-hmm. and people are like, keep going. I'm like, what are you, like, you just built your brand and you're openly sucking, <laughs> like in front of everybody.
2: Have you ever watched any of, uh, any of the, like, uh, the Kevin Hart interviews on like Joe Rogan or anything like that? Oh yeah. I love Kev, Kevin, Hart's got the
1: best fucking he's wisdom stand up. He's got
2: a great work, uh, work ethic and stuff like that, which I really like about him. Totally. And obviously he's funny as fuck. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting on one of his interviews with Joe Rogan was, Joe was asking me, you know, what's your, what's your process for creating your, you know, your Netflix special or your next special or whatever it is. And he was like, what I do is like when I'm going to create new material he's like i go in and i make my jokes whatever create whatever you want to call it you know his list and he goes and he performs at the smallest venues he can we'll just impromptu just show up at a place and just start performing you know and do that repeatedly over and over again to see how that material hits in a small setting right to make sure it's good and then he'll revise revise go do it again until it hits really really good consistently in that small setting then he'll move to a mid-tier venue and he'll do the same thing at that mid-tier venue a bunch of times, a bunch of different mid-tier venues to make sure it's performing at that same caliber and it's as good as it can be in that setting. And then he'll do it at a larger arena, and then finally it'll become the actual special it is. And the reason for Mm -hmm. that is because he wants to make sure that material is as absolutely fucking good as it can be before he ever goes to sell it, right? So even that, if you look at any of these major
1: successful players, they're all
2: following those same steps. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Right. Every single one of them.
1: It's simple steps. Yes. Chris Rock does a similar, not similar, but it, it, you'll, you'll know when I say it. So Chris Rock, he's very high energy. How the fuck <laughs> yeah. did that, you know? But when Chris, because Chris Rock, I, I, I relate to Chris Rock a little bit. I'm very high energy. Sure. I'm a high energy like comedian <laughs> when I'm on stage and Chris Rock is too. Found out Chris Rock when he does this I've seen people that have seen, seen Chris, Lo- Chris Rock live at like decent venues They're like oh yeah he wasn't that funny. He was like very like not as enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Turns out Chris Rock when he's working on new material he doesn't put his heart like he just works on the jokes. Yeah. He's not energetic. Not he Not the performing put, part, he, the, he he the part. He takes the performing yeah. out. Yeah. So if the jokes get good laughs just as jokes then when you add the energy Deandre's yeah, gonna then it's incredible. It's yeah, amazing. That's cool. that's so, really cool. yeah, it's it's insane. Like, it's insane how a lot, like, even like you'd think, like, some comics don't write. Sure. Like, Patrice O'Neill, one of the greatest comics of all time, Rest yeah. in Peace. He didn't write, like, I mean, obviously, when he first started, he was writing jokes down, but he, like, wouldn't even write his sets down. He mm-hmm. would just be like, all right, I'm going to work on it in my head. Like, he had it written down in his head. Yep. And even, like all comics go like, Oh, you need to write everything down. Sure. Like, yeah, those are different degrees to that yeah. than actually physically writing it. If you're if you're not a good if you're not good at writing something down, then reading it off and then performing it again. Yeah. A lot some people are like, I'm like that. If I write something down like that like it's hard for me to translate the, emo- the, the original feeling I had. So in my head, it's like Darwinism. like, Oh, if it's funny enough, I'm going to remember it. <laughs> yeah. If I'm
0: going to remember it and it's
1: emotional to me, sure. it's probably going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah th- that's a, I've heard a couple do it. Like I've heard like Chappelle's pretty well known for also yeah. like just popping into some random places, yeah, and like yeah. Portland, just doing a Maine or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. just to do it like a setting for like 20 people because yeah. he's, he's just generally generally just a huge fan of comedy in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh the, the the Kevin Hart one has always not surprised me. It's always kind of it's been a pleasant surprise because he was there was a time where like uh the world would latch on to a comic for like two and a half years. Sure. Like Dane Cook, and then it moved on to Amy Schumer. Then sure, it moved on. Sure. I thought Kevin it was just it was like his turn, yeah. but that dude just he his will Well, he's just yeah. good won't though. I, I, it's I that work it's to, the ethic. I think he's also—he's obviously significantly better. I think than those two sure, as well. Sure, sure. Um, and his—but that dude's a workhorse. He won't stop, too. man. Yeah. He's, it's he's insane. He's a funny guy. Yeah. And he's it's a, His relationship with The Rock is one of the best things. Oh that's my god, so silly! Their
2: movies together are so freaking funny. Even the worst one. The
0: worst
1: one is fucking like okay, they're making money together. I fucking love it. It's hilarious. Oh, uh, like,
0: I, I've, I've watched a couple of their movies. I know they're not Oscar. I know what I'm getting into. You know what they're you're getting out of it, you accept it. You know and what you're what getting it You love it. it more. I don't even remember the name. I think it was the Central Intelligence was one. Was it the, the one where the, oh, the Rock yeah.
1: was fat in the beginning?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was that the one? it's the one where the... I don't remember. I, I think it was the Central Intelligence yeah. one. It's He runs into him in a bar. The Rock, obviously, is The Rock. Yeah. He's wearing this shirt that just has a unicorn on it. Yep. And Kevin... and. This little six minute exchange between them and these other guys that The Rock eventually got in a fight with is so funny. <laughs> Every bit of it. And the first, I remember those little things, those little <laughs> clips of Kevin Hart. The first thing I ever saw him do, where I ever saw him at all, was a, uh, an extended version of the four year old version with him oh, and Romney Malco. Oh, yeah. It is so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? And that's how I found it. But he's one of those guys that just. You know, the world never let go of him because sure. he's just—he's too yeah. funny. He's, he's too, too good. funny, yeah. and he
2: won't let people let go of him, which I think is really important yeah. as well. You know, it's that mental there, work ethic. To like, there, you know, obviously. there's a level of competitiveness behind stuff, right? Like in any industry. Like this is my industry as well, right? Like I look around and I look at—I'm very aware of. Virtually every other dog trainer that's in the Greater Northeast Ohio area, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Only because I want to know what they're doing and I want to make sure I'm doing it better than them at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's why I think that we've been so successful, and that's mm-hmm. why I think we've been able to grow past what a lot of these places have. Yeah, is because I'm able to see the holes in those types of things and
0: try to stitch those together. If I have holes in mind
1: like that, how do I make of that? How yeah, do, yeah, how yeah, do yeah. I make sure no one, none of the other, no one else knows I gotta, that I had those holes? Yeah, in the beginning that's of.
0: an issue. I gotta find the name of it because I think a buddy I went to college with started one of these two and I know it's bad, so I'll, I'll find. That <laughs> no cuz I asked like I asked him. Yeah. I ran into him at like a uh uh not like uh, kind of like a Cleveland Flea type thing sure. somewhere else and he had a shop. I they're going to say
1: CC's pizza for some reason. <laughs> I
0: was like, "Yeah, I caught it. oh yeah, we were eating the mac and cheese, you're slicing pizza. the mac and cheese and the apple pie pizzas." <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. "Oh yeah, you're getting no, dogs I, now, right?" I but it actually it, it kind of goes oh, back to Oh, he's actually. training dogs. Yeah, he, he's oh. doing stuff like that. So, I didn't know him really well in college, but I knew him enough where I could walk up and we would remember each other. (laughs) And I was like, you know, it's funny. I have a dog that sucks. And I'm like, and he's like, well, definitely, man. Well, here's my card, reach out. Sure. And this kind of goes back to the first part about business where he never showed up. Yeah. Like, I reach out to him two or three. Reliability is everything. Really? Never heard mm-hmm. back from yeah. him. I never heard back yeah. from him. That's to sucks. this day I've never
2: heard yeah. back from reliability him. <laughs> is a You too. wouldn't believe how common that is in this industry, but a lot of industries. Most industries right? are. And
0: I, it's funny you said that because I just did two projects on my house. Oh, uh, home contractors. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, like, God oh, damn it. You <laughs> have to you have to reach out to twenty to get to even get four. But responses. isn't that
2: crazy? You look at that and you just think. Wow! Like I want to be a contractor because all I need to do is fucking show up, and I can make as much money as I want. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, like especially yeah. in the time like now. Yeah, like I, and some of them I very much appreciate. Like one sure. guy, he's like, "Look, man, I can probably get you in early 2022," and I'm like, "If it's I a matter that of them just scheduling sooner, out, that's different." But most of them just different. won't communicate. And he yeah. said, and I was like, "You know what? It's fine. I appreciate you even calling me back and saying I'll 100 percent do that." I had one that just. Responded to my email and that's said, No, nah, we're good. We're not taking clients. I'm yeah, like, that's all no, I want. That's a yeah. terrible. I, I didn't even want that. I, that was a terrible. Like, that's all I remember about you now. Yeah. You tell me, you go back to what the other guy did. Like, look, we're swamped. We're super happy. Sure. That we're busy. This is the earliest I can get out there. Yeah. If you want to get it done sooner, I understand, but here's what it is. Yeah. But don't just be like, No, nah, I'm good yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's now that's all i remember about yeah i don't remember the ones that didn't respond to me i remember the ones that gave me a a dumb response
2: then you get into also you know if your end goal is like attracting higher tier clients and stuff like that right so like we uh we we don't like we we've always tried to keep our pricing at a point where like it's pretty accessible by anybody right but um you know, we do have our handful of like, quote unquote, like VIP clients that come in and like more successful people, people more influential and stuff like that. And if you want to attract those kind of people, right, those types of people are the ones that expect that highest level of service from you, mm-hmm. right? And if you screw them around and you don't communicate as effectively as you can to them, they're not going to come back to you. They're not going to use mm-hmm. your services. Yeah. Right? It, again, it
0: goes back to the that's trying people, to make money fast. People listen to yep. those people for those recommendations, whether they're yep. good or not. 100%. They're like, you did? Oh, you know who did 100%. this? That person. Yeah. And then. So then. Scale also, I hope the VIP does go to uh, local podcasters because we are gonna reach out because Rudy's <laughs> a problem.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But then you look at you know, you scale that then to all of your clients and you treat them all in that same yeah. way, and that's how you build a company exactly. that's built on integrity, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> you know, what like, do you see you don't have to name any of them, I'm no but like what do you see other places doing in, in your in, in your kind of vertical that are, are the biggest kind of like pitfalls? Aside uh, from like basic stuff, no, like I can tell. I can tell exactly what it yeah. is. Um,
2: so, so from a actual industry specific standpoint, it's yeah. thinking that they're the only one that could do it, right? So. So uh, dog yeah. training, for example, right? Like everybody, when they first get started in dog training, thinks to some extent, like, I am the dog whisperer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just so fucking good at this. No one's better at that this than nobody's me. Nobody's better at this than me and this and that, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is a lot of companies, a lot of dog training companies specifically, will build their business model around, I am like the holy grail of dog yeah. training, right? Yeah. And what happens is you start running into issues then if you want to scale and grow past where you're currently at, right? Where me... I have very, very big ambitions. I don't want to be the center of attention with stuff, right? If you look at our Miracle Canine Instagram right now, you'll be hard-pressed to find like five videos of me actually training a dog, right? It's going to be our other staff training the dogs because my goal is to scale our company and create our infrastructure where we could have multiple locations, going to do it the correct way and learn from the mistakes I made with my last company that I had. And the only way I'm able to do that is if I create individual brands for all of our trainers and make it seem like we are a team, not just a one person. Right. No. So that's the number one thing that I see with other dog training companies. They try to put themselves in the forefront. And they say, are the forefront. That's a great well, AS AS listen, stars. It's cool, right? It's yeah, cool. Like yeah. I did that for a little bit when I first started where I'm like, yeah, I'm David the fucking dog trainer, right? What's like, up? I can train your dog. <laughs> hey, this, that, right? Because I, I didn't know any better and because I was building my brand so that I could do that, Yeah. right? So I think it's necessary to some extent, but some people never get past that and that's where you see there's some really, really fucking phenomenal dog trainers out there yeah. that are 65 years old, 70 years old that are still training dogs themselves right now, right? Yeah. As opposed to they haven't created a business right yeah. and a business is something that should be able to operate independently from you mm-hmm. right if you are relied upon to work forever in order for that business to make money you have a job not a business yeah.
0: well also that's a very good point that i don't think people under people think that if you're if you run if you own the business and you got the business to a point where it can run when you're not there mm-hmm. people m- incorrectly they're like well then you know maybe you're not the most important part there like, but you're not that's what well, you- that's one, you're very much True. not. I yeah. do agree with that. Yeah, the other part of that is it's like, yes, but that also means that he hired correctly, he put the right structure in place, he put the right pay it place. all together, he right. put it mm-hmm. all together. You know, so yep. I very much actually disagree that that's not the most important because, like you just said, if someone sure. if the things don't run well, if you're not there, that means you hired the wrong people or you've trained them incorrectly. or – there's just something in that entire system sure. that you've set up that is fundamentally incorrect. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: you're 100% correct. And that's actually a really great point of yeah. like, you know, technically that person kind of is, I don't like to look at it that way from the standpoint. I, I, see, I know what you're saying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But but you are right, right? It has to be pieced together correctly for it to work. But at some point, you should make yourself non-relevant. Yeah. Right? yeah. That is the goal of a company. Because if you look at a company, if you want something that you could sell eventually, yeah. right, which again, every business should be able to operate 100% without you so that you could have constant revenue later on to retire on, or it should be able to be sold later on. Yes. Right? Yeah. That is what a business Very is. Very much agree. Yeah. Right? Um, so if you look at something actually truly hitting that point where you could leave for six months and nothing is going to change, there's not going to be any issues or anything, you're no longer the most important part. Yeah. Right? You were to create that, yes. but you no
1: longer are anymore at that yeah. point. I, I'm catching on to something that you're like... So you... You have kind of said it. Uh, Squire said it. A lot of successful people that we've sure. had in the podcast. Okay, pants. Who did your yep. Who did your logo? He's right? how I found out about you guys, by the way. Oh, That's really? when I reached out. Is right after you
0: put out the pants Oh, yeah, because he did your logo yeah, for Miracle,
2: right? He, well, he didn't do our logo. He did uh, two T-shirt designs. Oh, for Oh, T-shirt designs. Yeah. Also,
0: to, to date, yeah. he's done the best Guardian T-shirt so far. Totally, totally. It's, it's a
2: sick shirt. They're and that really dude is good. probably making a fucking killing. And good of that for him, shirt that man. When they put
1: right out now. that Guardian <laughs> thing, I was like, man, they didn't even try. Again, this leads into it was it was not great. This leads is something I've caught on with you, and I've caught on with other successful guests, it's, it's to the subconscious point of, of you as an individual. Sure. It is an ego check. Sure. Oh, it 100%. Is, it yeah, is yeah. an ego check, which I, I've i accepted about myself. It's not about being better than everybody else. It's about being better than you were yesterday. Yes. and You will there's ultimately always... be better than everybody else then. Yeah, totally, totally. It's <laughs> yeah, slo- like slow, ter- long-term. <laughs> yeah. Long-term progression. Yeah. yeah. Um, because fast progressions, oh, I'm better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. when need to get there. Then you're not better than everybody else. Well, he was all taught. Okay, we're yeah. moving on. It's that, the ego check of like there are times when I'm like, oh, I'm why am I not on like oh sure, yeah. And then sure. I and I show up, I'm like, hey, it's fine. Yeah. I'll be on there. You'll get that. I'll do that eventually. Yeah. It's okay. I'm funnier than I was yesterday. Sure. My last set was good. You know, and even with you, like, yeah. Like you said, like from one job to another, like you've you've learned a lot. I'm not saying you've learned that, but yeah, I could tell that like you're just like, Yeah, put my ego aside. It's not about me. Yeah. It's about everybody else for the most it's about everybody else. Yes. And that does help you out as an individual. Yes. But put the ego aside, the humble comes out and the hardworking comes out, and the ego's yep. drop down. And ego is usually the death of yep. a lot of things. A lot of relationships end by ego. Yeah. A lot of things end by ego. So I I just, I caught up, I I picked up on that and I was like, okay, fuck yeah. No, that's a great point. A lot of people, I think, also are
2: just like so crippled by failures that they make, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like Mm -hmm. I've made some really, really, really fucking horrible mistakes in my business career, right? Like, whatever, like all sorts of different things, right? We've all made them but not letting that cripple you right like like there's been things where i've looked at it and like oh my god i screwed that up so bad right but now it's up to me am i going to fix that am i going to make that right
0: yeah yeah right? that's a that's a, a a personality trait that i think a lot of people can have to start and other people have to kind of develop that, sure. that skill. Because, like you said, I mean, crippling is actually the best word for yeah. it. I mean, well, actually, it related to what Brian does. Yeah. You know, someone who goes up there, maybe, like, you know, the, the, one of the jokes we talked sure. about is, uh, you know, going up into an open mic, your first open mic ever, first time, and you kill it. You're like, this yeah. is fucking easy. I'm, <laughs> I'm better than Chappelle.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, you go to, then, then you
0: go to, like, another show, and you're like, it's not as good. Then you... Just get, just eat a dick for seven yes. minutes on yeah. your third time, and that's all. And then, like you know, a lot of like Brian, if that ever happened to Brian, was just like, "Hey, man, everyone said that's just gonna happen. Yeah. It's just in the numbers." Yeah. Chappelle yes. ate dick. Yeah, everyone did. Everybody. Just, yeah. But everybody. like, but the point is like taking that experience, you have to learn from it, and then, yeah. and then applying that to yeah. your next experience. I think
1: if you care about it enough, you will. Your, your your subconscious will learn from it. Yeah. If you care about it enough, how how do I keep doing this forever? Yeah. How how can I do this as long as I can? Yeah. If I if I don't make that same mistake, yeah. I won't. Yeah. I could I could have better chances of doing it yeah. forever.
2: So now looking at another thing, you're asking what other you know competitors and stuff like that I think are doing that are not causing them to be more successful with it because yeah. they're not taking enough accountability with everything or enough ownership. Of accountability those, is big, right? Yeah. So for example, right when you do have those big failures, there are a lot of people out there and a lot of places out there that will look at it as an external reason why it was a failure right yeah. oh my client here is the reason why I screwed up right oh my employee over here and what they did is the reason why I screwed up whatever the economy is the reason why I screwed up right now they'll always
0: look for another reason why they're the not doing things the economy has been actually the cause of most people's problems in the last 18 months <laughs> well, I'm not sure. saying that it wasn't a factor in some yeah. but no, let's pump the fucking brakes people it's hundred yeah. percent I put on weight in my fucking economy <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. on, man. you're just yeah. stretching damn Wendy's <laughs> raised their prices yeah the Baconators,
1: $10 for a meal now. <laughs> this com-
0: I mean, fucking impotence, man. Yeah. But in general, economy. right? Like, we look
2: for totally. external reasons why we're not succeeding. Also, right? it's, totally. it's, a, it's
0: like a defense mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. And
2: and what happens is that's the ego coming in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's us saying, I'm doing everything I should be doing, but it still didn't work, and it's out of my control. And the second you relinquish control, especially when you're in a business format, you go out of business, yeah. right? Look at all these companies that were able to evolve and shift into new things, right? You know what I thought was the most – one of the most interesting ones that shocked me the most when the pandemic first started yeah. is Platform Brewing Company when they first started that delivering beer to your house stuff. Yeah. You guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys are Platform fans or not. Yeah, were, we I, were working with Funk and Chip. We did have a show with Funk and Chip. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so whatever, Platform, when they, they, they first announced yeah. all the bars and restaurants and stuff like that were closing, pa- or uh, Platform literally within like a couple of days. And granted, they have Anheuser-Busch backing them and sure, stuff like sure, that where sure. they can come up with these, these solutions much easier. But somebody came up with a solution, right? Yeah. They weren't accepting defeat. They're like, cool. Well, we're now delivering our beer straight to your front door for free. And if you buy, I think it was like a case of Haze Jude with it, we're going to give you a $15 gift card to Platform. <laughs> and I remember I had some uh, clients that were employees over at Platform and actually trained their brewmasters and stuff, yeah. And they were just like, we we are we've never been busier right now, like yeah. because we made the adjustments needed given all of these external factors that are forcing us to try to stop. Right, we're not going to stop, and we're going to continue thriving as a business by adjusting to the landscape.
0: Yeah, right. Adjustments. Though, keep- I mean, that's one of the things that yeah. I mean. Those are one of the things that are recession proof. Yeah, yeah. Reche- things that are re- recession proof. That will always happen. I know. My dad was a defense attorney for fifty sure. years, and he's like, it That's doesn't him matter. Right over
1: there, the basketball guy. That's my guy. Wait, really?
0: That's the my dad. Head. Hell yeah. It yeah was a fat I, head of Joe's white yeah. dad?
2: You know what? I have a, I have an inside joke with all my client. Not inside joke. Joke with all my clients. I said, they're always like, oh man, my dog is so well behaved when you're around and stuff. I was like, man, I'm gonna make a killing one day creating fat heads of myself to just post around. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> hey. hey, just just, just <laughs> sit there like this. Hey. Yeah. sit down, fucker. And the dog's just always <laughs> walking by
0: like. <laughs> Make T-shirts. Yeah. You just make T-shirts. Yeah. It's just you going like this, and it just sits. Yeah. <laughs> sit. yeah. <laughs> You're like oh, but yeah, that, that's that's a thing. That, that, that's a smart thing to do because that's we, yeah. We, we joked around about this with a couple like uh, Tommy. Uh, we joked around with her about this too because she does OnlyFans, and I was sure. like, I can. T- I didn't even know, but I knew exactly when her money went down and when it shot right back up. Sure. I was like, you had a really bad March and then things fucking explode in April. She's like, (laughs) a hundred (laughs) percent. She's like, everyone's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Well, and then April, they're like, well, might as well get back to the porn. And Boom. Like things, some things are recession proof. Booze, Drugs, crime, and porn are Mm -hmm. (laughs) recession-proof. My dad was always busy. 2008, when the housing crisis, everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do? My dad's like, I'm busy as shit. (laughs) People do not stop breaking the law regardless (laughs) of the economy. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's, hilarious. That's a real thing. And Platform, I think, was just like, hey, man... If now more than ever I bet people are going to start drinking, but, let's make it easier to, for. But past
2: just the alcohol, it's the concept yeah. of being able to look at your situation, find out that no matter what, there is always going to be, I think it's called a lot of people will call it in different books and stuff like a pain point that somebody has, sure. right? For yeah, every true. sort of aspect of their life. And if you could figure out what that is for people, yeah. you're going to be able to make money it's off of it. Yeah, yeah, they're the same thing. They seem like well, the same thing. Not necessarily a silver lining because this is more of a capitalist, capitalistic oh, approach. Okay, yeah. right <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more Bradley. Cooper. <laughs> well, it's, a, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. it's a supply yeah. and demand. It, yeah, yeah. It,
2: it, it's it's a it's a yeah.
0: it's a simplified supply and demand. People always yeah. have something they need,
2: right? And if yeah. they care enough about that thing that they need, they They'll will spend money it. on it,
0: yeah.
1: right? They'll find a way to be able to afford those. things. And then it, you're giving gift cards and shit, and you're just like, hey, you get a, you know, incentivizing more, right? You're it's keeping your customers out, yeah. for the long term, knowing that right now you're you have way. you
0: have a supply and demand. With with uh with your, your dog training. Because sure. people love dogs. Everyone loves having dogs. Yeah, Kids, yeah. they like having dogs. for the, I will Dogs always, like
1: seeing other dogs I sometimes. will always have a
0: dog in yeah. my home as long as I'm alive. Sure. Probably two. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the one thing that people don't... It'll vary by breed. Mm-hmm. Like we were joking around. Like Roscoe, I have still never trained that dog. That's yeah. just the way he is. Sure. He just... He just does what you say. He listens. He's on a schedule. He follows it. He knows He knows when he's going to bed. He knows when he's having dinner. And you don't even have to tell him. Yeah. He's just like, all right, I went outside. I'm going to get a treat, then we're going to go upstairs, right? Cool. All right. But Rudy is a fucking nightmare. Sure. Uh, hey, but... Rudy's not here to defend herself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't, anyway. But I mean, Roscoe's like, sleeping. But, he people... goes, I'm having a good dream now. Thanks. Yeah, but people love that. People like having dogs, but they don't always... Not even necessarily have the know-how. They a lot of times don't have the time. Sure. Because they'll get a dog, and it's kind of a mistake, and it helped us during the pandemic. Yeah. When we got a new dog, we had to leave every day and go to work, Mm -hmm. which sucks with a new dog. But then we're home, it actually kind of helped her a lot. But you have that, yeah. that where people just want to have a well-trained dog.
2: Yeah. And depending on people's lives, right, the issues presented within that will change. And yes. Again, you have to be able to adapt to what's the individual issue of the dog owner. Yeah. And your programs or your services that you're offering need to cater to that, right? So, for example, yeah. during the pandemic, dog training freaking exploded. And everybody's first thought is everybody's getting dogs, right? Everybody's adopting dogs as they're home all day and stuff. And, yes, there was some of that. There's a lot of COVID puppies. There's a lot of this. There's a lot. of that, but the majority of it was that a lot of these people had dogs that were poorly behaved, and they used to escape to work for eight hours a day, right? and they would be able to leave the dog home and go and do their job and stuff like that, and then come back and then deal with it. Right now, people are stuck at home, right? And they have a dog that while they're trying to be on a Zoom meeting is sitting there just losing their ever mind three feet behind (laughs) them, right? Or uh, uh, they can't and they can't confine them and they can't go send them off somewhere and you can't go escape anywhere else. They're like, Oh my god, like this is creating serious inhibitions in my life right now, right? And I need to get this resolved, right? And we were able to isolate that and look at that. And because my sole focus of creating my new company was creating infrastructure where we could sustain more business because it didn't need to run through me, we had enough trainers to be able to intake that demand which means that our revenue went up dramatically over the course of two years and this is the key with it to uh giving back and caring enough about your internal people all of our employees made more money because of it yes
0: yeah. right it's a win-win it's a win-win Everybody's for literally winning. everybody yeah the owners won our employees won and i won everybody yeah, yeah. Won. oh and i do want to add to because you're i said like the supply and demand thing sure. too the other part of that is you're you seem to be pretty good at what you do, you know. Like if, that's the if, second step of it. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. The, yeah. Like, but the but that supply and demand can stop. Like the the if you're doing it poorly, the supply yeah, it's going to cut off. The supply stops and that demand goes somewhere else. Hundred yeah. percent. Yes, yes. yes. hundred percent.
1: How was how are you guys
0: when like so when quarantine hit? Yeah.
1: Like how what were you what were you feeling about it? N- nobody had any clue. I mean, obviously, right? Like
2: nobody yeah. knew what was going on. We were on. all so confused. We were at the time. I think. probably like an eight-person company at the time something like that and uh when they first announced everything was shutting down for i think it was two weeks they said which is that not the biggest like isn't that so funny? Like that. Yeah. everybody's you thinking think about two it now? weeks. We just thought it was going to be two weeks and everybody's like, oh my God, two weeks. Yeah. That's forever. I was like vacation. I was
0: like, fuck, two weeks. Well, whatever. I guess we'll just, we'll figure yeah. this out. Yeah. So and then two weeks became three and then a year. So we, we did a
2: little bit of restructuring. So first thing that I did was uh, there were two people I did need to lay off because we had to downsize our daycare and we knew that was not going to come back anytime soon, right? Okay. So yeah. two people got laid off for that. Uh, outside of that, everybody else, I put on a, uh, two week paid leave. Here you go. Go have fun, whatever, do your thing. Uh, and then we tried to bring all those people back as fast as we could. I will say that a lot of people did not come back very fast because they had a lot of situations at home that they didn't want to. Sure. Yeah. Right. So at that point I was like, listen, the job is here when you want it, right? Take your time. We had some people that took six months before they came back. We had some people that took, uh, two months before they came back. Right. Uh, I will say that the biggest thing that I realized during that was what services we really did they they were not as necessary as we thought they were, right? We were doing a lot of daycare and stuff at the time, sure. and daycare was never the biggest money maker for us, but it also required a lot of overhead in order to run,
1: mm-hmm, right? Yeah. It was cheaper,
2: and it was the same cost-effective. Yes. Yeah, so okay. so we uh, we downsized our daycare quite a bit after that, and we tried to fill as many of those people that were running daycare into other positions sure. throughout the company moving totally. them into training positions, and our training business was so much more booming at that point that we were able to successfully do that uh, for the most part, Um but it was just kind of a game of figuring out where the market was turning, right? Yeah. Like, what did we need to do? Where was the money at, as far as the services that we were offering, and how do we support those services as best as possible? Yeah,
1: you're you trying to figure out you're you're yeah. you filling out you were filling the holes. Yeah, that yeah. was there. Yeah,
0: is Lexi your worst employee? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not at all.
1: Okay, cool. We all have right. no worse employees. Yeah. I actually did have a question. I met every – the, by
2: the way, all the employees uh, fucking love me, you. I, well, listen. Back up for a second because I, I don't need that ego boost right now. Yeah, I'm giving it to you.
0: <laughs> but You can but throw it over here. I yeah. will say this. <laughs> they all hate you, Joe. Nice.
2: <laughs> Just to your point, like there is something about the – and I have this conversation with other friends that are in different industries and stuff like that. Dog training is such an interesting industry because the people that come in really, really, really give a fuck. Yeah. You know? like. Yeah there's so much emotion behind animals there's so much emotion behind caring for them and providing a good service to them and knowing how much this impacts the owners like it is such a rewarding industry yeah. you know and though it may be grueling at times because listen like they're like our kennel tech position that we have that lexi obviously did for quite a bit and she's yeah. still kind of doing a little bit uh it's a it's an ass kicking job you yeah. know it's that's not, why she was sweating the first couple of weeks it's not used to an that easy shit. job you know yeah. uh and and It's a very, it's not a job you could just half ass either. Like, you have to do it correctly. Like, if you're gonna be doing it, you're literally getting thrown into the den. So, because (laughs) of that, the employees that work for us are all fucking amazing. Like, they put so much hard work in every single day. And I would not be able to, especially at the point that we're at right now, I would not be able to operate the company without any of them. You know, if we lost any one of them right now, it, it would be uh, it would it would be very difficult to get somebody else quickly up to speed for yeah, that sure. position. Well, you yeah, know? You,
0: like so they've probably all been with you at least for a decent amount of time. A, enough time, yeah, right? Like where, they're they're but they know their they know their they know the, their job, they know their spot. They, right? know, they their, know their, 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 their job, job.
2: They know what they're doing. Yeah, um, and uh, it, they're they're all very very fantastic. It, yeah, it seems yeah. like
1: again like you said it earlier, but you 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 you're, you're one of your main goals was to build an environment mm-hmm. that people want to work mm-hmm. and make, and not only work, make money, be more successful at it. Yeah. Like, because money and success are, I would say those are two different things. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to each his own. But yeah. I feel like everybody... Like, yeah, some people I, have
0: different priorities for it. Yeah. Some people
1: are just like, I'll be miserable if
0: I get paid up. Sure. I don't care. I
1: feel like, yeah. I mean, uh, meeting everybody once besides my girlfriend. I've met her more than once. Nice. <laughs> meeting everybody. But I could just tell everyone was like... Because I was sitting at the table and everyone's like talking about like, oh, yeah, this will be due. Like, I'm talking like, we're drinking at a table, I'm meeting everybody and everyone's talking about how like... Like, good things about the dogs. Like, oh, yeah, like, this is like awesome. Like, I like how this dog does this. And, like, this dog's so easy to train. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, I'm not used to being around people that actually like their jobs that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going back to that. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, it's, it's it was very nice. It was overwhelming because. Again, I'm not used to that. I'm used to people just being like, "Yeah, I'm fucking just working here because I'm looking for something else." Yeah. But everyone there was just like looking to. You could tell it was a good structure made. People sure. want to move.
0: People want to move up, and they want the company to move up. Yes. Like yeah. in the same. I, I'm curious how that's going to be in the next year or two because, like, one thing that that, uh, like, work because I've worked office jobs for you know most of my life. What do so- you do, by the way? We haven't uh, talked about that. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, this is not my primary source of income. Sure. Uh, or else I'd only make about eighty dollars a year. <laughs> um, I work for a um, a company that's in Salt Lake City that does a, a um, it's kind of like a call center company. But I work with different healthcare companies and uh, train and license teams to get them up and running. That way they can yeah you know provide those to whoever calls in or needs them. Yeah. So it's awesome. it's a, cool. it's a Client management, which I've done my whole life, yeah. Um, which actually helps me with this, to, of, course, be, of course, it does. It's strangely it's communications, well, I, yeah, is what all it is. the time. Yeah, yeah it I does. Mean, it helps me with scheduling, it helps yeah. me with keeping like the organization of all these people. Yeah. Well, not in your case, obviously, but like since <laughs> it took me about five months to get back to you, <laughs> but uh, it helps a lot with kind of reaching out because I got to be kind of careful sometimes. So, I because I'm reaching out to a lot of people cold, sure. Uh, in fact, Bridget Linton from ESPN, she was. Joking around, she was like, "I thought this was like a comedy podcast where you guys drink beer." You sent me the most professional, stupid message yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, you're, you're like, Joe's... "Well, we also do drink beer and talk." Yeah, because then she yeah. out here, she's like, "Just your message doesn't really fit your guys the way you yeah. guys are." I was like, "That was Joe." <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I I'm don't like, know you fucking
1: coming on or what? But I,
0: yeah, yeah, But I mean, that's the like I don't know, like I yeah. uh, a lot. Those of are times... great skills to have though, and yeah. those are things yeah. that any small
2: thriving company wants. Like I never, I'm 27 years old, right? Like yeah. I've never worked for any large corporation or anything like that before. I've always worked small job here, small job there, this, that, was Mm -hmm. in a band, right? All those types of things. Um, So I didn't have a lot of those experiences of the structure that is involved in these like larger businesses. Like when you look at businesses that are over like a hundred employees, right? Yeah. Uh, And then you get into like thousands and thousands of employees, right? But one thing that I looked for is because I didn't know a lot of those things, like our manager right now that we have, like she's worked for larger companies before, right? Like yeah. she's worked for more structured organizations and stuff where she knew a lot of those things and was br- able to bring in those strengths into the company and help us to continue to grow and get more organized.
0: Yeah. It's a, the, the size of the company is very, it very much kind of shapes, or at least is a factor in the culture. Sure. So I've worked at a company that has 3,000, one that has 300, and my current one is 60,000. It's yeah. global. Yeah. Every one of them were very, very different in of a lot course. of respects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say, like, one of the things I'm curious what's happening, because now that everyone's basically working from home, and I think a lot of us are going to continue doing Like, I've never met my boss. Sure. Ever. I got hired July of last year. Where's the company in again? Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Which sucks. I'd love to go there. I've never been there. Yeah. But... I've never been there. I don't know the address. I don't, couldn't even find. It. Don't even need to. I've never met anyone outside of like a, a Teams yeah. meeting. Isn't know? it cool that you could do
2: your job with it though without? Oh yeah. Oh, no. it's.
0: I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm so used it's to the people. Ultimate freedom, people right? ask all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know, how's it working from home? And I'm like, honestly, she, my wife, kind of doesn't like it as much. Yeah. She liked the interaction. Yeah. I didn't really care all that much. I, I'm fine with it either way. I'm indifferent. If I had to go to the office, I'd deal. Um, but I mean, I've just bought monitors have got tape, whatever. And I just, I, I, I like it yeah, I, yeah. if I wake up at 7 o'clock I'm at work at 7.03 all I gotta do is walk down the stairs it's kinda <laughs> nice when I'm done at 5 I walk upstairs and I'm already home Yeah,
1: he works right behind where he is I see that it's so funny the one that he, is... we
0: were about to record and he was working and he goes alright just like
1: turned his chair <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I just, like
0: when we're like you know if we're doing like a, a weekday podcast I just like stand up and come to this yeah. chair yeah. <laughs> you know but that's I, I'm just curious because a lot of people I think give companies and give unhappiness at companies more slack if they like the people they're working with. But... Now that everyone's mostly working from home now, that that that's kind of out of the equation. So That's I, a
2: gr- that's a really great point because
0: yeah. I I'll tell you like my last company, not the one I work for now, but my last one, my I was there for 4 years. My first 2 years were awesome. My second 2 years were dog shit. Yeah. And I you know the the the, the job just changed as it was trying to grow because again, the, the size of the company changes the culture automatically. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it will change. There's yeah. no there's no denying sure. that. Yeah. Um but I was working with people I really, really liked, like friends, like friends yeah. of mine that yeah. I still – I've never done this before where I left a job and I stayed in contact. I stayed in contact with five of them regularly. Yeah. Like two of them I talk to almost every day just via text, just joking. texting sure. We just, text just send each other bullshit. Um, I'm curious how that will change because maybe people start being like – you know, I mean, it's not like I'm friends with anyone there. I mean, am I gonna maybe now they're gonna start more? Maybe you'll see more job hopping. You see more. You're already trying too Yeah, I mean, you yeah. it's
2: – That's one variable that I didn't even think. That's a, a fantastic point. Like I look at my wife; she works at the Cleveland Clinic. Like I said, and the that core of nurses that she works with, like they're so close. It's, yeah, it's in, yeah. It's actually insane how close they are. Yeah. You know. Um, Yet, for as we were talking about this earlier, as grueling as the job can be, and as much as they could just be like, "God, like we literally despise this place right now because of like the way it's ran or whatever," they won't leave because they care so much. Your friends can kind of
0: pull you up out of those. They care so much, honestly, like soldiers.
2: It's like that's exactly it. Yeah, 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 you know, but but we're seeing that. So it's it's a mix of that. no longer having that being like, wow, this really is just about the job right now. And do I like the job or do I not like the job? You don't have those additional variables. Yeah. Right? It, well, that's
0: yeah. – I mean, I times at, at my old job, it would be a rough day of like, hey, man, let's let's just – let's go get a beer after work. Sure, sure. Go get a beer it's just a day tomorrow's a new day yeah. who cares and all of a sudden everything's but you know you don't really have that now and yeah. I mean, not that i dislike people i work with but i haven't really built a relationship cuz i've never met any of them you're not focused on the relationship i've never i've never met any of them yeah. i don't really know much about them outside of you know what they do yeah. work-wise. but i mean I can tell you, like the smaller companies, it's hard. There's usually better people at smaller companies because it's harder to hide how dumb you are. Um, <laughs> large companies, like I'm at a large one now. I mean, they're drunk toddlers that are working there. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. But it's place is so big. I meet people yeah. every week there. They're like you got to talk to this person. I'm like who the fuck is that? Yeah. But like in my old company, which was only 300 people, I knew most people. You know, I could I at least recognize them. Yeah. Most of these people I'd never seen. Yeah. So it's it's I'm curious what that'll be. That's another one of the the job factors that I am I think hasn't even like fully developed into what that's going to be yet. Sure. Yeah. But there is a there is a point that that is hit
1: and within like the pandemic to like even right now it's going to still happen. Like I'm dealing with it cuz I was in the health I was in the healthcare field oh, really? I was at I was taking care of uh, people with intellectual disabilities at like a group home. Yep. And I was doing that for about 2 years. Um, a little over two years, I went through another job, like a part-time, then I just quit, went back like full-time. Um, but the point I'm getting at is, so the job wasn't rewarding. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing a service. I didn't think the, I think I thought I should have been getting paid more money. Sure. So something that I'm dealing with that a lot of other people are, have dealt with this pandemic is, um, so they don't think they think they deserve more or they're unhappy with their job. They leave. Yep. And that's a big things happened, which is very cool what you're saying with your like like your business, is that you have a good staff and everyone's staying. Yeah. That's why that's why I was like speaking like very highly it's because that's a rarity right now yeah because I left and I'm a pretty hard-working guy and I'm I'm mildly gullible in that sense like oh they needed me they needed me and I was like whoa I'm not getting what I deserve sure it's time for me to dip so if you can keep like especially in the times right now if you can if you have a good staff right now you got to take care of them yeah yeah yeah, that speaks so highly on the company that a lot of companies are still ignoring even after all the signs were there like hey take care of your workers make sure they're happy if they're if the bank base is happy everything else is gonna boom and you know like you're obviously gonna hit your points but it's the the base is there but you got a good base yeah and i can tell you've had a good base and and
2: we're again i i can't emphasize enough right we're still figuring it out right like these are all like it's not like i've been doing this for 20 years and it's been like that for 20 years right this is like a like at the beginning of the pandemic one of the first questions i asked myself is how do i make this job as difficult as possible to leave right? Yeah. Like, how do I make it the hardest job in the world to leave? And first things that were popping in my head were retirement. Why do I not have retirement options for employees, right? That's something that a lot of uh, companies offer. So yeah. first thing I did uh, at the end of 2019 was we created um, uh retirement uh, work match account. So we do a 3% match on all of our retirement nice. accounts and stuff for our employees, right? Uh, second thing, that pay, is, right? That is,
0: sorry, that is frighteningly become more uncommon. Isn't that crazy? In a lot of large companies. And and this gets into though, like you know, a whole conversation
2: you were talking about, about how like businesses at the beginning that don't have their shit together financially, like they're not gonna be able to thrive and prosper. Like one thing that's very, very important to me because I used to be so bad with it is personal finance. Right? So like I know how to live on a budget. I know how to live with no debt. I know how to live in a way where I could stay under my means with things. So I'm able to translate that to the company and then I'm able to translate that. And to pushing that on my employees,
0: yep. that is such a good point, man. It's it's it, honestly, man. You, that you is gave the, him a work boner. <laughs> well, no, but I <laughs> but it's mean, like, whoa. In, in, actually, I, it's more of a life boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the I mean the the personal. A lot of times, like someone will say something to me, or I'll read something, I'll sure. just, and I'm just like, that is, that is just again, it's just like, it's a fundamental misunderstanding yeah. of finance and basic math. Yeah. Like, uh, you talk about below your means. That's been my motto. Yeah. My wife and I kind of, we live well below. And I'm not saying that in a way like we're, I'm just saying like, we purposely do that. We like our house. Because you know the success it sets you up for later. Yes. Yeah. I like having, you know, we, we I don't need a a, a house that is a thousand square feet more. I don't need, I don't, I go in two rooms, you know, but like, yeah, that is something and she's the same way. Like, we we, even talked recently about paying off your car. She just paid hers off. My yep. last payment is this month. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. you know, she's like, all right, what are we going to do with that extra, like, six, $700? And, and we're already talking yeah. about, okay, well, X amount's going to go into savings. X amount's going to go here. We yeah. can start putting this away for this. Yeah. It's just – it's. I wish that more companies could or would have those – resources available to young people when they're starting off that and it goes back to what we the very first thing we talked about buying a car like that yeah. debt to income ratio that it's a simple yeah. thing to figure out but a lot of people don't look at they it don't and understand it, puts it. how yeah. many people get to 26 27 28 yeah. and they're still digging themselves out of a credit card debt that they built when they it's were insane. 19 or i just ended that i just insane. stopped Hell, Right. yeah just stopped
1: thank you, you and that's up. yeah i cut him up did you yeah. mm-hmm well, yeah. uh, well, not like actually with scissors. Like I went to my mom's house and she's
0: got a uh, – For the ceremonial cutting. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like
1: way too many cards. Listen,
0: that's <laughs> I,
2: awesome. I mean, listen, like it's, you know, people can have their opinions on using consumer debt and this and yeah. that. But like I've lived a completely debt-free life for the last like three years now, right? Like yeah. and that's been very important to me. Uh, so when I hear other people that are doing those types of things, like – I know how much how, how much personal freedom – like we are talking success, right, defining success, right? Well, a lot of people will equate that to money like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But the reason why a lot of people equate that to money is because of how much money they need in order to live their life. So yeah. if you could decrease that as much as possible, your ability to ach- achieve success, right, or financial wealth or whatever you want to call it yeah. becomes
0: significantly easier, Yeah. right? It's just the, the, the can you versus do you need to is yeah. the thing that I think gets lost on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Younger people for sure. Sure. And it should be. They're, they're younger. They haven't lived. I, it's I also had, not taught. I mean, no one is anymore. teaching any of this stuff. I, I don't understand. Which is why... a whole other podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I don't. I, would, I don't understand like just like a simple, they're adding so many classes to, to high schools and college. I yeah. think it's great. How is there not just a basic finance class? Or like, those hey, man, are
1: optional. Some some high schools yeah. days, those are
0: optional. Classes. Eighteen year olds going into college need that more than yeah. anyone because those are the people that credit card companies target. They're like these guys are about to get super drunk for four to seven years. Wait, wait,
1: yeah. wait, so we, I'm twenty, I'm twenty six, about to be twenty seven. Did you grad? You lived in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I uh, lived in Parma. Grew up in Parma. Where'd you went to? High, where'd you go to high school at? Normandy. Normandy. Oh, okay. We okay. I went to Holy Name, so we went to similar. So like. I don't know where I was going with that. I was like, yeah. So the football team's pretty. So they yeah, suck. I didn't know where,
0: like, like, are you guys playing each other Friday? Yeah, we probably <laughs> did. Yeah, we are. Yeah,
1: the alumni games. <laughs> yeah, but like, so like, they didn't have those options. Like, did you get involved? We in, did not did have someone any of those offer options? you a pyramid scheme? pyramids Oh the, th- no. It was like my I, I when I the second I graduated, yeah. it was a guy I didn't talk to in my class. His older brother yeah, went yeah, yeah. Yo Tyler told me you're trying to make some more money. And I I'll, was like, Yeah, and he goes, dude, sell these energy drinks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll I'll tell you though, like I pretty much punted the idea of school, like freshman year of high school actually well before that but like freshman year of high school i really knew that like this wasn't benefiting me at all yeah. right so i pretty much slept through every single class that i had and almost failed like high school like probably like three <laughs> what times Well, made
1: i did too what made you realize that because i had the similar thing i, I we might have the same answer you know what it was is, is so uh from basically eighth
2: grade um i was starting to get involved in music right yeah, I was working since I was fourteen years old, right? Uh, making my own money. I was realizing that there's all these opportunities out there that don't require high school educations. Yeah. Right out of high school, um, I was working in a factory for a little bit, and I knew people that were working at that making at the time twenty to twenty five dollars an hour, which at the time was like, damn, Monsters. that's yeah. big that's money. money. Yeah, you yeah. Know? When you're a kid. so much freaking money. So I was like, what the hell do I need to go to school for for this kind of mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, right. Uh, So it was just all those things. Everybody that I hung out with throughout my school career was always older than me. Most of them were already graduated from high school and stuff. And most of them kind of reiterated that same point. Uh, And I was... Listen, I was a rebellious kid, right? Like I listened to heavy metal music. I was in a band. Uh, I skateboarded. I did all of those types of things where it was like school was just the last thing on my plate.
1: That so I you heard probably
0: heard "Get off my lawn" a lot when you were yeah. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like we're, we're similar but
1: in opposite ways. I wasn't making money at fourteen. I just I didn't make the basketball team, and I was a freshman yeah. So I didn't talk to like the, I didn't talk to the coaches. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I was like, I was like, there were like four tall guys and I was one of them was like, okay, I'm better than the other. And I didn't make the team. And I realized politics are a big part of high school and maybe the future. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to make friends and fucking have fun. Yeah. Then, then I started doing like being a fucking jokester and shit. So rebellious, different points of it, but yeah,
2: I I was rebellious, but like at the time, so like we really started becoming fairly serious with our band, like probably like sophomore year or so, like of what high school. What was your band called? Uh, Envoy. So we were like a female fronted pop rock band.
1: Did you guys <laughs> play in Parma a lot, and or did you guys go to the city?
2: We uh, played all over. We did we did a, a handful of tours and stuff. I like got out of high school and everything. Oh, okay. so. I think I've heard of it. I, I yeah. think I heard of it because. <clears> you know, so whatever. Areas. So we we um we really were were doing pretty well. Where it was seeming like there was a possibility we could at least do it. You know, full-time, like out of high school and stuff. So my first goal out of high school was, like, my parents told me. They're like, well, you either work full-time uh, or you go to college. I was like, well, I'll just work and continue being in a band, right? Yeah. So I did that for a little bit. Uh, that was kind of growing and evolving and stuff like that. And then that transitioned into dogs from there.
0: Yeah, cool. Um but, yeah. Just figured it out. Well, that also, the, yeah. the, the rebellious sometimes gets confounded with problematic.
2: Yes. Yeah. And it's it, it, different I, Listen, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like I feel like I was at a very pinnacle point, like, in my life, like, mid-high school, where it could have went one of two ways, right? It could have yeah. went down, like, like I'm going to be a fuck-up and, like not achieve anything ever, right? Yeah. Or I'm going to channel this into something productive. Totally. And I truly think that the make or break with it was like my parents did not get off my case. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, listen, like I think, like we had a good long period of time where we probably hated each other.
1: But like. Yeah. We're more similar than you yeah. think. Yeah. Me and my mom didn't talk to each other for years. She's like, yeah. you're smarter than this. Yeah. Getting 2.0, But they pushed me like, in the right I direction. Don't,
0: I don't agree with what's going on. Yeah. I had to, you know, like my, uh because I, I was 2.1% Solid eight straight years, high yeah. school and college. I just – and I honestly – I do feel that I have an undiagnosed uh, uh, ADD. I, sure. I really do. We I I, do. I, do. Yeah. I have, I have – I struggle with it a lot. That was
2: really uncommon back then though. Like, yeah. If you look mm-hmm. at it. Like I know – like obviously I'm sure you're a little bit older than me, but – I was going to uh, say the back then, like, am I dating myself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Let at, the, at the same my time, like, <laughs> by the time I graduated high school, like, nobody was really talking about that
1: either. But it was man, after no, the fact no, that no, my no, parents no, no, were no. like,
2: man, like, you probably, you know, d- could have been diagnosed with one of those yeah. things. I
1: feel like when we were, because Joe's 42. We're the same age. Yeah. 43. 43. Sorry, I was just trying to compliment you. <laughs>
0: You're 42. You look like you could pass for well, like, 42. Joe <laughs> even has
1: this probably way worse. Because my parents, when I was a kid, they tried to test me for ADHD. They yeah. got one test. And I passed it. Like, I wasn't <laughs> HG. So my parents like, yep, he doesn't have anything. He's perfect. And I was yeah. like, oh, you guys kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> See, but you I, didn't fuck
0: up. You did a good job. The conversation but, was very different yeah. for me. Yeah, though, but for, they were just like, oh, the like, doctor just says, focus.
2: That was yeah. it. That, no. yeah. was the, that was the solution. Well, that was the push is you need to try harder. Yeah, man. you got to yeah. focus. Like, it, it just wasn't really... We had... But isn't know. it interesting though that like when you look at the things that you're doing now and how strongly you are able to focus, it's a motivation issue.
0: Exactly. Right? It we is, go full here. I do, over have, to, here. I do have to concentrate on issue. it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um it, yeah. and it's also not surprisingly, it's stuff that I'm not totally interested in. Sure. I, I will mm-hmm. I will frighteningly lose focus quickly. Sure. And in the middle of stuff that I should be paying like I'll be on conference calls with yeah. seventy people and clients. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Joe, what are you thinking? I'm like, oh my God, what I've been replaying fucking Total Recall in my head. <laughs> something for you the care last about, probably significantly because more yeah, than because you didn't care about yeah. it to listen. Because Total Recall fine. was such a great movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a classic. And, but and then I'm, and then I have to kind of like pair myself back in and kind mm-hmm. of. It, it, but it's it's something that I do. I still struggle with every day. Sure. Like it's a it, it's a thing, but. To your like what you said, it's accurate. That wasn't really a thing that yeah. they'd be like, Well, you're just not really
1: Especially your time too. Like yeah. it just If ours out. was bad, yours is yeah. fucking shitty as fuck. Yeah.
0: Some I, yeah, someone lives was, their whole
1: life when they're forty and they're like, "Oh my God, I have autism." Like that's probably a thing that happens sometimes. Oh, like dude, with your, yeah, horse. I mean, when I yeah, was, yeah, I mean, yeah, like,
2: it's insane. Well, especially you look at some of the high functioning and stuff like that. I mean, like yeah, like at the time it was just like that. Like you're weird, right? Yeah. As opposed, yeah, to, like yeah. there's
0: legitimately something wrong, and we should have been supporting that better. Yeah. You know. No, there's like that's that kid that goes to that bus to have. His classes by himself. Sure. Like yeah. that was a thing. And he was we made had, fun of. We had hard. separate Yeah. They would actually I don't know if they still do this in well, high they, school. They
2: had that when I was in high school as well.
0: I know. Okay. Yeah. not short buzz. <laughs> no, but <they're>, they <laughs> they were basically like like everyone's going to math class and Todd would go to this trailer. The to trailer math. Math. Ah, yeah, trailer. <laughs> yeah. That's the short buzz. <laughs> and Todd's like, oh, we like, where are you going? He goes, Math. Like, math. like, math's this way. He goes. Not for me. Yeah, that way. That way. <laughs> but then, but then, but I, but I also knew the kid that was like, "Yeah, I go to that class. It's
1: easy as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> At the oh, same time, people yeah, ended, did it, but other kids were like,
0: "Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I got an A, and it counts as a regular class for college." Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, true, man. But that's that, that that yeah, that's a real thing, man. That yeah. that's that was different. That that's the '90s, yeah. man. Being but, a teenager in the '90s was different, yeah, like sure. that. I mean, it just, everything was just different. Like, we had a Muslim kid in my school. It was like seeing a dodo bird. You know, like, it okay. just wasn't a thing in the <laughs> yeah, 90s. His, his name was Shadi. He was fucking hilarious. I think he was a drug dealer, too. But uh, <laughs> he always had a shit ton of money. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy all the time. We all <laughs> knew but, that. But, like, one you know, he came as as into well. the class yeah, and, like, the uh, they're like, dealer. this is Shoddy. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, whatever. And we're all just like, I don't get it, man. We got a lot of black people. You're not black, though. Sure. And he's like, well, I'm Muslim. And then, no one knew what was, cuz it was a catholic school yeah. too a bunch so of white de- people we definitely did not it was it oh was, no he went to he well, was Akron
1: lebron james high school yeah. oh yeah it was yeah. Akron, so he actually I mean, we actually beat some records yeah we had
0: a lot of i mean we had a i mean black kids yeah we had plenty of black kids but i mean it was uh, but yeah it didn't seem like a a muslim kid which is now it's just common now i yep. see him i see different i see indians muslim all the time asian people all the time but in the 90s it just wasn't really a thing You know, just it was just weird. The whole time was weird when I really sit down and think about what that was like. Going to like a Catholic school in the fucking 90s, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like homophobia was. I didn't realize I was being taught that. Times have, <laughs> changed. <laughs> Times have changed. They're like, I mean, well, yeah. it is interesting. What and was
2: acceptable and what wasn't acceptable? Like, yeah. even, for, even for me, like you know, just ten years ago, twelve
1: years ago, you know, yeah, <clears> everything, yeah, watch, you know, even watch tattoos. Sure. you have tattoos right now.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, when I first got my like, first tattoo, my parents said you're never going to get a job.
1: You yeah, know, like, like you're like, oh, no. you're you're pretty much going yeah. to hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in all forms.
0: you're going to live a shitty life. Hundred percent. God's going to hate you because heard, you got a naked lady I on your arm. the first. This the first discussion about tattoos I had with my dad. It was hilarious. I mean, not it was terrifying at the time. (laughs) It's it's funny now though, and uh, he was just like, "Oh, really? You think that sets a good example? What if you have a kid? What if you have a daughter and she comes home with a tattoo on her tit?" (laughs) And I'm like, "That escalated so quickly. Like, oh no, I don't want that to happen. (laughs) I didn't want a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't even want kids." so problem solved. But yeah. yeah, tattoos was not a thing in the. I mean, there was like yeah. four kids with tattoos in like my entire high school, and I'm pretty sure we just sent them to prison. because yeah. <laughs> it's like tattoos. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong yeah. with that? Yeah. Ian got a tattoo on a dare. Yep,
1: five foot four. Ian's going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> even That's like, so like it's crazy because like I want to bring back to mental health because like I'm just I'm like even like you like mental health was so ignored. Now it's just like. Now, like, like Kevin Love, like, opened up yeah. with, like, yeah, he has mental health, like, playing. I remember when he had that first big interview on it, when he started yeah. talking about it and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, Kevin Love. No one would have thought, because he was, like, a big, <laughs> he was, like, the best power forward in the league for a few years, yeah. and he was a husky guy with mm-hmm. the Timberwolves, and then he played for the Cavs, and you're like, oh, he's a fucking model now. Yeah. And then, like, two years later, he's like, yeah, no, I am I get depressed all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: I get insecure about basketball. Well, think of it this way, and I, I'm not, that stuff doesn't really blow me away anymore, just because sure. you think about like someone like uh well just, just stick with Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love, uh, very, very successful. He has a beautiful family. He seems really, really happy. He's had a lot of success in basketball. He's probably financially set for the rest of his life unless, mm-hmm. unless he is a raging ding dong with his checkbook. <laughs> no, his uncle is a beach boy, so he's yeah, fine. But I mean he's, he's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but his but can you imagine what that guy's like Instagram looks like? Sure. He's like, hey, just got home. Happy to see my wife. He probably has 500 people every day telling him to kill himself. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and that's Kevin Love, who is obviously, you know, I think he's a pretty well known guy, but he's not a global guy. Take it another step. Take it like, what do you think Russell Westbrook deals with every day? What do you think LeBron deals with every single day? Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know how you could even have social. I understand why. Yeah. I don't understand how you can, though. I mean, just every day, it's just like, I mean, I can't imagine yeah. what that's like. I'll tell you, like, from, from an a ap-
2: absolutely freakishly smaller uh, standpoint, right? So, like, the dog training community in general is very polarized from the standpoint of we have people that are, like, to get into, like, dog training specifics here, like, very, very, like – positive only like we only train using treats and we never do anything negative and this and that and then you have like balanced trainers who believe in using consequences and things like that in addition to all of those other things right Mm -hmm. and basically the positive only community absolutely despises the other community like thinks we're like just the absolute worst people in the world we're abusive we're this we're that we're that right yeah um I remember when I first started in dog training and I first started putting myself out there and creating content and putting videos out and stuff like that, I got absolutely annihilated one time because some positive only group reposted one of my videos in their feed. And for about five days straight, every 10 minutes, I would have somebody DMing me or sending me a message, basically telling me that I should go kill myself or that That's I fucked. should go and they hope I get attacked by a dog and this and that. And it was just absolutely insane. You're like, what the
1: fuck you're is sitting going there and on? You're reading
2: it. And it's like, you know, you're not a bad person, right? But at the same time, you have all these people just telling you over and over and over and over and over Again, how you are. And the thing is that in any industry, but in this one specifically, that happens all the time to newer trainers that are getting involved in this kind of stuff and something that they have to deal with. Right. So with all of that being said, for as hard as that is, at some point you have to be able to step back and realize it's just a bunch of fucking idiots. They have no idea what they're talking about, they have no idea what my life is, they have no idea my intentions, they have no idea what I'm actually doing. And you kind of do learn to some extent to turn it off, right? Now, I think there are some people that are, you know, that blow up to a standpoint of like Kevin Love like virtually overnight where they have like nine gazillion times more than that happening to them, just rapid fire. But I would say like the LeBrons and like probably the big name actors and all this kind of stuff that have it, they've almost probably mentally prepared themselves to it at a much smaller scale leading up to it where you really can just like be like, you're just a fucking idiot. Well, you know, so uh,
0: I thought about the... Uh, Do you guys know who Chrissy Teigen is? Yeah.
2: Maybe? Oh, she's She's John John Legend's Legend's wife. She's a a former model. She's an entrepreneur,
0: business owner. She does a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, So she – it's funny because this all – it all kind of – everything that we talked about in the last 10 minutes I think has happened to her in the last 12 months. Sure. So she was very – well. I mean she probably has 30 million followers on Mm -hmm. Instagram and Twitter. And she actually – I still think send one of the funnier tweets I've ever seen in my life. She said that uh, so her her husband's John legend. She says, I always walk around with a note in my pocket that says, John did it. That way. If I ever die, he can't remarry. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny. Yeah, it is funny. But she, um, some messages about her. came out where she was reaching out to somebody, uh, a younger, like I think, reality star, basically telling her she's a piece of shit, sure, sure. and telling herself like she, the world will be better off yeah. if you killed yourself, like really sure, harsh sure. shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, wait, Chrissy Teigen, Teigen said these things to somebody else. Said it. To, I don't remember oh, who the, the girl yeah, she said yeah, it to, yeah. Yeah. but said it to this girl. This sure. like, kind of like a reality star trying to yeah. make a name for herself. Some brutal shit. Yeah. Um, and it finally came out years wow. later, and uh, she got dropped by pretty much everybody. I you know believe They were it. like, can't work with you, can't work with you. Can't have that stuff. And yeah. then, a, like maybe like two or three months went by and she sends out this Instagram photo of her and this long message about how she's struggling and and I I kind of had the same thought that you just said in terms of like, you got to just turn that off. You have to. And
2: listen, for that that example that I, I told you guys where it was like five days of just straight bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam, yeah. bam. There was points of time where I was like, God damn, like, like this is like, crazy you know like you really start getting down on yourself a little bit for it but you 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 have to be able to turn
0: it off you have and and i don't Um, think that she can or did because the the mess the message because then i started having that same thing like okay so you have you know this this great very successful husband you're very successful financially you're fine i mean you were just posting photos you and your kids in parishes two really beautiful kids but the thing and, and that that's what I struggled with reading this stupid post cuz I was like, yeah, she still just misses the likes and the comments yeah. and she's she trying going on she's still trying to get that back. She's w- telling everyone she's struggling. Yeah. Please forgive yeah. her. It's been so d- she wants all yeah. that adoration from people that she doesn't fucking know. I think
2: the hard yeah. hard part in that situation also and the only difference is when you are in a situation where you actually did something wrong yeah, and then you're oh, yeah. getting the backlash for it. Like, yeah. right, like oh, yeah. she definitely fucked up by sending that message, right? And so that kind of validates the things that those people are saying, which makes it even harder, yeah. right? And I'm not saying that's right by any means for people to be assaulting this girl over yeah. it, like via. Message, but that's got to make it a lot harder to shut off. Yeah. Like I can imagine if I really screwed something up, and I had a bunch of people just telling me I really screwed it up, and I knew I screwed it up. Yeah, that would that would really be
1: hard. Well, you know, there is a part but, of the Chrissy Teigen. So the story actually is a little longer with Chrissy Teigen. So Chrissy Teigen. I was going to say that seems kind of random.
2: I There's yeah. always a little bit more context well, to something. So but
1: the, the but So what I know about the Chrissy Teigen thing is so i could go down a really long road so she was very anti trump <laughs> sure but then there were pictures before where she was friends with trump before okay. he everybody was a everybody has a picture before because yeah. he was a, yeah. Yeah. was a celebrity everybody had pictures of him as a celebrity so then but then the
0: and him were damn good friends yeah. but <laughs> the reason why i
1: bring the trump thing up is because she was like sh- like per- probably yeah, 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 shaming yeah. trump Yeah. and she was um telling she was telling people like yeah, no, fuck this guy. Like yeah. I'm right, you know. But she kind of promoted not bullying sure. on Twitter at the same oh, time. That's she was right. she was promoting, so it hey, it even people worse. have mental health issues. Sure, yeah. she was very high on the like the. Not, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say the woke bandwagon because we're all woke and, mm-hmm. to some level. But she was very like, hey, you can't be like, like you can't say that stuff. That's rude. Like, she would call people out for saying fucked up shit to people. Sure. And then she got, and then, and there was some backlash. And, and, yeah. Well, then she had a, then, then, then she got a little backlash. Yeah. Then she had a miscarriage. Oof. And then the messages came out. I'm, oh, then shit. Then the messages okay. came out that she told someone to Albert. kill themselves. So, like, I didn't, I, I'm not a fan of Christy Teague. I'm not really a fan of most celebrities, to be honest. Like, there's a few I, like, idolize in some way like I'm like oh I want to be like them or something but like I don't have any ill will toward. I felt really bad because she said something shitty but the internet was shitting on her right after she had a miscarriage I didn't
0: know that part so that yeah
1: um... that makes it a little more skewy because people knew people were telling her like you should have had a miscarriage and shit and she got off the internet but at the same time like she did go back on knowing she was going to get back into it. It was yeah. eventually, I think it's, I don't think it happens too much anymore. I don't know, but it doesn't change any outcome. Yeah. No, but it's just, it, it's a, there's a long, I just know a bunch of, I know where she's been in the news on like yeah. social media. She was already in probably not a great headspace to begin with going into it. Yeah. yeah like, cause it goes, it goes back and forth <clears throat> of like someone just on Twitter, just tweeting and yeah. then it gets real and then it gets realer and it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's funny that today's day and age, people care a lot about mental health. Yeah. But then, not not related to the Chrissy Teigen thing.
0: No, but, but that's just also in general, like it,
1: every every other person's like, oh, my friend has mental health problems, yeah. and well, then someone we, voted for Trump to like kill yeah. yourself, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah.
0: okay, but where's the
1: yeah? Where do we draw these lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like percent. It's a political
0: line. Yeah, yeah. The lines are all the
1: lines are all kind of getting redrawn because yeah. politics got so fucked up yeah. for like four years. Yeah. Five, four, or five years that now every it's like a good it's a not a good I wouldn't say good restart yeah it's a, it's a restart hopefully
2: you know what's really interesting going back to one of the original questions you asked me about what's like the hardest part about you know growing a company and this and that yeah. it's when you start getting into the emotional aspect behind things mm-hmm. because like I'm a very Calculated person from the standpoint of I remove emotion from like most of my decisions that I make, I remove emotion from most of the things that I do, and I'm able to look at like this equals this, this plus this equals this, yeah, right. But then you start adding in that emotional variable of every single individual that's with you, right? As it grows, right? Like you hit a point where it's you know 15 people that's 15 different relationships and emotions. And then you start looking at the individual ones throughout that of like this person's relationship with this person's and this person's with this person's and blah, 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 blah. You go down the spider web of, There is an endless amount of variable that is all centered around emotion that I am still learning how to handle, Yeah. right? And a part of my hack for that that I figured out is having really, really great leadership that's able to help with those things, Yeah. right? So, like, my current manager that I have right now is so freaking good at that kind of stuff of just the interpersonal relationships that it removes some of that from me needing to be aware of all of those things going on at any given time. Um, well, but that's like, a very difficult. That is a very. very I feel like you do a thing to where
0: like I don't think I mean, that's something that you you'll you'll no, never no figure one's it gonna figure, it, figure out it out. You're just gonna constantly work on. Yes. It. I feel
1: like I feel like a good like not a solution, but some way I've been able to deal. Even like really booking shows, sure. Because book like I book a comedy show and there's I'm friends with a lot of comedians and yep. I won't book them on shows and some of them be like, why don't you book me? There's a weird thing of like okay, so doing doing what I need to do professionally with logic, sure. And then balancing that after I do that, mm-hmm. if I feel like someone feels some type of way, I will talk to them individually, sure. and not I won't tr- I won't talk to them to fix it. Yeah, I'll just talk to them. I'll be like, Hey, like I wasn't doing this to hurt you. Ch- I'm, I'm sure. building certain lineups, yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna get your time on this yeah. show. That's good. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you time. I think that's a weird. A lot of people ignore that though. Just communication. I mean, yeah, because at least you're finding the. At least you notice there's intertwining between logic and emotion. Are gonna hit. Yeah. At they're gonna hit. It's just how you handle it. Yes. And like being professional, and then with individuals feel like listening to their emotions and understanding, yeah. that's a good key component. I yeah. feel like that's and what you were
0: describing. Usually the emotions will come before the logic too, which is why sometimes those... With some people, the, yeah. The, those converse, a lot of people, actually. Uh, those converse, yeah. yeah, I, I think even, sure. you're usually going to have an emotional reaction to most things, good yeah. or bad, yeah. before a logical one. Yeah, Like, you know, when uh, I just kind of... No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Keeping, yeah. keeping with what... Like, the, 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 the job realm. So I've had scenarios where, you know, I've, I have I find out that, you know, the next day, like, hey, they let so-and-so go. And I'm sure. like, oh, my God, really? And then I'm like, yeah, they probably should have. Like, <laughs> that person sucked at what yeah. they did. Yeah. They were super nice, but my first, like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God, crazy, yeah. why? Never mind, I know yeah. why. Yeah. Well, well even the thing of, like, like someone... That, or as, the as emotional... long as you go
2: in to understand the why, like, why did this actually happen? That's right? where the logic yeah. that's really important, in, yeah. And that's where, you know, looking at it from, like, taking ownership and accountability of everything, right? Yeah. It's my job to explain those why's so the guessing isn't happening, Totally, right? Like I have to then do my part. And if something dramatic like that happens, like we had a couple of really big, um, kind of employment uh, switches and stuff throughout the company and stuff and leadership yeah. changes and stuff recently. And one of the big things I needed to do was go in and really sit down and be like, this is why this is happening right now, right? These are the changes we're making and this is why it needs to happen. Most and I hope you, you could that. understand this, but right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, that is what I found to be a, a really essential solution. You're for helping the this herd. The, uh, yeah. you're, you're, can, you're making them comfortable.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm not saying making them comfortable, like forcing comfortability, but you're just like, hey- this is why I'm doing this. Sure. I'm letting you guys know yeah. so we can all figure it out together sure. and get and move
0: forward. Yep. I can recite word yep. for word some of the worst ways <laughs> that I've found out that people get fired. <laughs> I want to hear one of them. I mean, yeah. one of them. I, I could. I, it's, it, my old company it was almost verbatim. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they would say, so-and-so is no longer with this company effective immediately. Let me know if you have any questions. Mm. And they would just email that yeah. out to everybody. <laughs> and we're all reading it like... I mean, I have questions, but I'm not asking you. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you don't. That seem is like, such
2: a non-emotional yeah. way of handling that. And then, especially if you look at like that person had individual relationships with every single employee within that company or within that department yeah. or whatever it may be, yeah. those people are going to want to know more, but they're going to go to that
1: person for the more, which is going to make them despise you a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing no. worse than thinking you have a personal relationship with somebody. Yeah, that uh, like and mainly that's like a boss or like somewhere someone above you. Sure, and then in order for them to like stop something they Mm -hmm. just like throw you under the bus sure we've all been through that that's the worst feeling in the fucking world yeah i had i used to work at a grocery store when i was a teenager i was like 18. my buddy got fired he was getting praised for being a good like worker in frozen yeah and then a month later one of the managers came in and there was like this is like it's a bad it's a no-no but is it worth getting fired over yeah is that him and another girl like there was like a box of opened like, when you open, like, when you're working, like, there's a box cutter. You Like, you open up, like, the sure. saran wrap, and there's all this stuff on a pallet. Yeah. There was a, just a box of ice cream that was fucked up. Yeah. It got fucked up. Sure. It was, like, the little, like, the, the bars, the candy bars. Like yeah. Ice cream bars. And they, <laughs> he ate a, a piece of it that was already broken. They put an X on it. Yeah. And then he ate one of the ice cream bars. Oof. And then the manager came in. was like, you're fired. And he goes, yeah, but it was already broken. He's like, I don't care. You stole from the company. I was like, I get that completely. But is that a way to fire somebody who you just said was your best worker, like, to everybody the week before? I get it. It, There's a – That's also – that seems like a pretty BS way to fire somebody. Exactly. Because, like, you
2: obviously – everybody within that organization knows that that box of ice cream was not going to be able to be sold at all and was probably going to get thrown away. Yeah. I get the stealing part. Definitely reprimand Maybe have a conversation with him. Yeah. Hey, Wait. Figure out what the deal is going on with it, and then you could do that, right? Yeah. But like, no, that's. But like also, a, way to fire somebody. <laughs> another <in> another standpoint.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was like forty five. Get out, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> he was the the guy who fired him was forty five, and my buddy was like nineteen. Oh no, nineteen yeah. <laughs> year old. Of, of course, any nineteen year old that finds ice cream that's broken, that they find a way to eat. Where yeah. it's not logically stealing. There's a lot
0: of things. wrong All with that. those. Yeah. Uh, I fucking ate so many fucking ice cream One, bars. that's just not. And a way... I didn't
1: even. And those were stolen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just like not nice a way to seasons. do that. That's just not a way to do. Like it, it, anybody that. That's just not a way to fire somebody. You don't just go up and scream. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. You're like, look, we need to have a talk. And you know what? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you should have been fired or should not have. Yeah. There's probably some good. Companies sometimes have to consider other things in terms of like. Uh, what if someone's, like, videotaping this guy at this store eating this food yeah, out of sure. like one of the workers? Like, <laughs> yeah. still, I don't think that that certainly didn't need
1: to be fired. Can I tell you what's fucked up? What's more fucked up? I don't know why you guys, like, <laughs> yeah. broke this up on me. So the guy that fired him. No, he wasn't 45. He was, like, probably, he was probably 30. His wife was like 20. That's years. a lot different yeah. than 45. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. It's
0: like a lot of life
1: difference. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I mix up the managers. The manager no, that fired the manager that like fired him. He ended up. Uh, there was this girl we worked with. I had like we were like 19. I had a crush on her. She was like that pretty girl we worked with. We'd be like, sorry, Lexi. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Lexi. I had a crush on someone when I was 19. Uh, but everyone had a crush. She was so nice. Do you stay in touch? <laughs> yeah, I actually saw her at hilarities like six months ago. I said, what's up? <laughs> Uh, But yeah, but she ended up so she was working there. She comes up to me and she goes, hey That guy like the manager. I'm not gonna use any other names The manager like was like standing by her and like touched like like rubbed like his hand like the back of his hand Like on her butt like real fast and she was was, that fucked up and I was like, yeah, that's (laughs) fucked up Turns out he fucking did it again. So she told the head manager the head manager fired that guy He got sent to another store like 45 minutes away and then that's a fired that's, yeah, that's yeah. Reloaded, Sorry, relocated. Moved. Yeah. And then the, the guy like that got removed, he started stalking her. Oh no. And then in my mind this is I was getting like, a lot more serious. Yeah, I was like this guy's a fucking ass. He fired some kid over ice cream cuz he was and I thought about it. He was probably flirting with the girl, like they were eating ice cream cuz they were eating. They were eating, like he was eating ice cream and they were like kind of flirting like the the girl that he liked. And he probably thought it made guy. him look tough, too. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm going to fire this guy. We're going to be together forever, you little 19-year-old." And that guy was a fucking asshole. So I don't know where I was going with that, but you guys unlocked the fucking You made that story real weird. Dude, I, know. I thought that was going to be it, like a
0: funny story. Yeah. No, terrifying. it's fucking dark as shit. It's fucking <laughs> scary, man.
1: So no, that like, guy can go fuck himself.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> he that fired guy. my friend. Did yeah. the they predator. rehire back Ice Cream Eating Boy?
0: No, they didn't. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <it. laughs> you should definitely should have said his full name. He works at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, <channel>. right. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. What? What is. Tell me about your podcast. Uh, so,
2: uh, I do a podcast called the David, the dog trainer podcast. We started it in January. Uh, it's a weekly podcast. We do it every Thursday afternoon or sorry, every Thursday morning. Um, it's, it's, a it's, uh, it's It started off as a dog podcast, obviously. Uh, A good majority of it, we talk about uh, dog-related things on it, but there is a lot of discussions of leadership and business-related things because if you really want to get into, like, the nitty-gritty of dog training, right, 90% of it is being a good leader, right, for your dog. And because dogs are non-emotional creatures, right, they only know things as binary, right, like A equals Z, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm you could equate a lot of that stuff to the human world and then just add in the emotional variable to it and understand these things better, I think. Uh, right. Okay. Um, and that's why I think that a lot of people that are really, really good dog trainers tend to be very, very intelligent from a uh, leadership standpoint. Right. So they do a lot of research into other organizations and other companies and stuff like that. Like I know a lot of my ideas and concepts that I create and stuff like that uh, come from other industries and people that I follow. Right. I have a lot of uh, friends and stuff that are, uh, business owners in completely different avenues, uh, than I am that I learn things from all the time and I'm able to equate to not only the dog training I'm doing, but my business as well, you know? Uh, so we've kind of started to dabble into, uh, having like more business specific podcasts and stuff. We've had a couple of guests on that are in different avenues that I just know through I've trained their dogs or things like that. Um, yeah. So it's been really fun. We've done it every week for um, I think we just did our thirty seventh episode or something.
1: No, nice. I like the clip. again. The clips you do are very, um, they're very because you had like a cut like two minute clips on like what train like a training a dog in a specific field or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we um, I do it with uh, I do it with my buddy Josh. Uh, he owns a company called Josh or sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, Josh Dobe Productions, uh, and he does. I thought it was lo- going to be just Josh, which would have been yeah, awesome. yeah. The company's just named Josh. <laughs> this is my friend Josh. Really he cool. owns
0: Josh. <laughs> Josh is
2: Josh. Uh, but he does a lot of uh, a lot of food photography and stuff for the okay. like restaurants and stuff like that. And he really started blowing up with that around COVID uh, to help people to be able to promote their brand better and to evolve to the climate right now where people are finding restaurants via social media anymore, right?
0: It's no, all the only way that we honestly. It's. it's... Right, that's how you we see found... it. Oh,
2: that looks delicious! I want to go there. We right. uh,
0: the 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 Cleveland bucket list. I find a lot through there because Haley posts all the like places. Yeah, every new existed. My wife yep. all the time was like, "We're gonna try <clears> this <throat> new place," and she's yeah. showing me a picture of food, and I'm like a child. So I'm like, "Yeah, let's go there."
2: Yeah, yeah. So I do it with him. Uh, he does all of the video for it. Um, same deal. We record it all, clip the video and stuff together. and He'll make the actual YouTube video. They're typically hour two hours two and a half hours something like that uh post the youtube video and then he does three clips from that podcast throughout the week on youtube as well that he'll kind of cut and put like you know monday wednesday friday uh and then we have a media team at the facility that works for us as well so we have two additional full-time employees uh, that handle all of the day-to-day stuff, taking photos with the dogs with us, creating content, doing stuff with the trainers, uh, helping to build everybody's kind of brands and stuff. And what they'll typically do is they'll go in and they'll take those clips and format them to like an Instagram or Facebook format, okay. and then repost those throughout our other social media channels. So that was one thing I learned very early on with things, Probably, probably end of 2017 is when I really started investing in media. Where um, that's what thriving businesses do, is they have media departments, and that's something where it's like, okay, cool. You know, even though I own a dog training business, like, why do I not have a media department as well? Because that's what is, like, your easiest form of advertisement, you yeah. know? Has someone ever come up to you and be like, oh, we saw your video? Yes. That's cool. <laughs> <Really>? That's, <laughs> that's cool. rewarding as fuck. More, more times than not, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. So, yeah,
2: it's, it's been cool. Like, so uh, And especially when I used to do a lot of the stuff, like, personally and everything, like, we like... I, we really did a good job of branding ourselves and reaching out to the community and helping people overall where I've had people hire me from other states before to come out and train with them uh, you know I've uh, went and spoke at different seminars around the country and stuff because we've put content out there and people believed the stuff we were doing right yep. they believed in the stuff we were doing yep. uh, so it's been really cool uh, it's been it's been an awesome growth of balancing all of that personal brand building uh, the business related things the actual training that we're doing all that kind of stuff uh, I, I couldn't be more grateful Grateful for everything that we've accomplished so That's far. Fucking That's fucking awesome. That's cool, man. So
0: yeah. Do you uh, what what, what do you see with this? Did you do you want to do multiple locations, multiple yeah, cities? Yeah. So yeah. So
2: I I am uh probably overly ambitious with a lot of things. Like okay. I want to build an empire. You know. So like ah, I'm yeah. looking to like like big goal here right now is provide a level of dog training service that people expect out of a lot of these more expensive places. Because we were talking about what the issues people have in growing their dog training businesses, they think they're the only person that can do it. So what happens is because they get so busy, they have to raise their prices to astronomical amounts. So for example, I have a colleague out in New York City, uh, who's a good trainer, very good trainer. I know the guy personally and stuff like that. But he's kind of of that mindset. And this guy charges like $7,000 for what we charge like $3,000 for. So we have client after client after client, from New York City that calls us, hey, you know, we're really interested in dog training. We literally can't afford this guy. Like, he's too expensive. It's cheaper for us to drive to Cleveland, drop our dog off for four weeks, drive back, and then come back and pick up the dog than it is for us to take our dog to this guy so we're just going to come to you. So I want to be able to provide that level of service they would expect to get from that guy for a cheaper price tag and be able to scale that where it could be offered all over the country. Yeah,
0: That kind of goes back into one of the aspects I think maybe should be more part of like business is, is, is your competitive market research sure. because that guy might price himself out of a lot of work sure and listen uh, i mean he's he's doing fine for himself yeah, right? yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah, making yeah. money right yeah but i mean like uh, we all do that
2: <laughs> but you know you that know, th- next tier of success he wants to get to or if he does want to get to it yeah. right like is not obtainable at that price point in my opinion yeah right where but i want to help as holes. many people as possible yeah you know? those like, other
1: holes from other people you're like all right yes. how do i fill in those yeah. holes yeah make myself better it's a different business model like I
2: said like you know like I do like working with like you know more I won't say more important people but like more VIP people like we used to work with some athletes and stuff like that and like it's fun you know everybody likes being like hey this is my client right Yeah. Uh, but at the same time like those aren't typically are not your best clients anyways, because those aren't the people that need your service the most. Those people have, let's say I work with LeBron James or somebody else, right? Like those people have 9,000 other people that care for those dogs. Like that's not creating any stress for him, you know? Where we have families that reach out to us all the time that have dogs where it's like they're ruining their lives, right? And there's nothing they can do about it, right? Uh, And they feel like they're gonna have to either get rid of the dog, put the dog down, whatever. Like all these numerous issues that can be presented because they can't get control over the situation, right? We're able to help those people, but a lot of times those people are not the people that are able to afford this ridiculously expensive dog training program. So by me understanding and creating this program that's easy for new trainers to follow but still provides the same caliber of training to the owner, I'm able to offer it at a lower price point to people than a lot of these other places, which makes it so that we could help more people. Right? that's good. So that's, that's really good.
0: Point. Yeah, I like that, man. I do. I, I th- that's a cool gig. Yeah, you got a nice little outlook, not just on you know business, but just kind of the way you're really approaching everything, everything outside of your business too. Sure. It's cool. I like that. Yeah. It's cool.
1: Plus, I didn't know because you're 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 right by the RTA station on yeah. Uh,
0: Detroit. Yeah,
1: I've always driven past that R, that RTA station. <laughs> I had no fucking idea what was there. Yeah. Then I, drove, I didn't went, know that either and then, when you then, said by Edgewater. I'm like shit. Yeah, cars. it's on, on Berea Road. Like, then, then, yeah. I drove, then I dropped Then I drop Lexi off some Wendy's. I'm like, oh, that's where this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hidden, you know, like yeah. right where
2: we're locating is such a strange area because it's in the middle of all this commercial business and then just nothing basically yeah, around yeah. it. So it's got it's,
1: its, own it's, a solid, it's a solid. It's it's a very un uh, an unnoticeable spot. But once yeah. you notice it, you really can't like yeah. You don't forget you know where there. it is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that those are the those are the really cool spots, yeah. So it's memorable. Sure. Like I mean, when you're making, you're already making videos to promote it. It's yeah. already a good atmosphere. You got good workers. It's a spot you really can't forget.
0: Yeah, you guys are killing it.
1: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. good
0: for you, man. Glad I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you, you were able to come in. Yeah. I
1: appreciate it. It's been really awesome. Yeah, yeah, right, it's fun.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's, we usually it's... have a lot of
1: fun. I yeah. usually go on, I go on outbursts sometimes, and it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I usually do exactly what I did, which is sweat and have a couple of
1: beers. And... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go on, and I'll go on like a rant from like something I've forgotten about for years, and then Joe will be like, "Yeah, yeah, so wait, how's your life going, guest?" <laughs> <laughs> like
0: this guy I know, he was at a grocery store, he got fired for eating ice cream. I'm like.
3: Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fun as fuck. I like it, though. I mean, listen. Uh, It's easy. It's a a casual interview slash not interview. I
2: like the conversation just that. It could go anywhere, you know, and that's
0: why the the podcasts
2: I listen to are like that,
0: you know. Yeah, we just. It's It's fun. Yeah, I, I like. I do. I've always really enjoyed just long form. Yep. Kind of Hanging interview out. bullshit yeah. podcasts. Those just, I think those are the most interesting because you can yeah. branch off into. something. I we yeah. already did. We branch off into ten different things, then we'd come back talk about mm-hmm. your For sure. talk about your company, yeah. and then your company yeah. would actually trigger a lot of other discussions yeah. about what's going on yep. with COVID or what's going on with other businesses or other experiences and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that's you. Know, yours is. It's a unique business for sure. Sure, um, it's a growing business because I think you're. I think there's a lot more that are kind of popping up. But sure. you know, again, I, I think a lot of people, and you've kind of alluded to a little bit, think that they're like, oh, well, these are popping up. This I, I can do that. There's a lot that goes into starting a business And yes. any business. You you have again the the, the LLC, the insurance, yeah. the domains, mm-hmm. the things you have to do before you even. Yeah have a business plan that you have to present, which you usually have to do if you want to get startup capital. There's just so much that goes into that. And it's interesting and always exciting to see someone that kind of took that, especially early on. You're a young dude. Yep. You know, kind of took that early on and was just like, you know, this isn't really my path, but I think working for myself, being my own boss and kind of spreading, you know, you know, starting some jobs and then making sure that it's a fun environment I mean Jesus Christ yeah. you guys work for dogs I would love to do that yeah. Yeah. like obviously those people at the zoo I'm like god that's gonna be such a fucking cool job and then I'm like but that elephant could step on him
1: Joe I don't know if you could work there you hate Rudy on most days <laughs>
0: I love I honestly 95% of the time Rudy is just the coolest but man every day when we take him for walks man Roscoe just kind of putters down the street and Rudy she's like did you see that did you see that did you see that dad did you see that and I'm like I saw it It's a fucking car. Yeah. They're everywhere. (laughs) Did you see that dog? I'm going to go after that dog. Rudy might need some dog training. (laughs) I'm, I'm dead serious. If we, if like, yeah, if Chrissa wasn't hungover, she'd be sitting right there and be like, "I need you to sit back for another." Thing. She'd be holding yes. a gla-
1: She'd be holding a glass of wine. She goes, "I have some questions. <laughs> I have several questions, Off the and record. I need your price
0: points." Yeah. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, our our uh, podcast is a lot like the Loki series. We go on a lot of separate timelines. <laughs> I tried to watch. I really tried to watch that show because
2: I've loved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, uh, and I got like. One and a half episodes, in I just kept falling asleep because I kept trying to watch it late at night, and it just it burnt me out on even trying. Oh, you should. I need to go back in and commit.
1: Commit. Uh, I tried a couple yeah. times. It's, I, so it's just so
2: dense. You oh, know? It, you know, it gets it gets it's like so really dense. like,
1: what
0: the fuck are they doing? Yeah. But they're like,
1: oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah,
0: there's yeah. a couple like that. Even like not necessarily. Did that, you watch but... Low Key Joe? No, I haven't. But there's something similar <clears throat> to the, like what you're talking about. Yeah, I've watched a couple other shows and movies recently mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm supposed to like and be into. It depends um, on when you try to. W- it really very does. Much does. Westworld was like that. I don't know if you guys watched that at all. I loved Westworld.
1: First season Great was amazing. Show. It lost me five episodes Yeah, if I wasn't in the right spot, I wouldn't have watched That's it. That's another one where uh, I oh, you tried. you gotta fucking focus on that. Yeah. Show. yeah you you I gotta g- have some weeks. kept falling asleep, and then if
2: you fall asleep during an hour episode, that changes every four seconds. Like, right. how do you find your place you left off you at? Can't, you can't yeah, go watch back. the whole episode. Then you fast forward. You're like, I didn't know that part yet. I gotta go back to
1: where I knew what was happening.
0: It's
2: so discouraging sometimes. Like,
0: we watched we would watch Westworld in in silence yeah. for an hour because we were both so focused on it and still yeah one time an episode my wife would be like what the what f- is going on when did that happen <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's, <laughs> but there's been others like like space force i really space tried watching i didn't even i didn't, try I didn't to watch, watch it though. it yeah. was yeah. fucking horrible I, yeah. it was not funny
1: i knew going into that that was just like all right just play uh just play
0: just do the office yeah. but with
1: space force
0: oh, it's God. not i mean it's they're like, they're trying to take a Trump joke, throw Stephen Crowell in there, and then I feel like that was their only thought. They're yeah. like, don't worry, the rest of it'll just kind of happen. Because, <laughs> yeah, you sports. know, everyone loves Steve Carell and they hate Trump, so it's, uh, it's going to work. Oh, and it didn't fucking work at all. Like, we're like two episodes yeah. in, and I'm like, I haven't even like smirked during this fucking show. Yeah. It's not yeah.
2: fucking funny. TV, for the purpose of me at this point, is literally just turning my brain off. Like, once I get done with work, it's like I want to go home and I don't want to focus on a single thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I pretty much just turned Disney movies on when
1: I go yep. home anymore. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. I've also – I've discovered – discovered this with Lexi. The funniest show I've seen – is Golden Girls. Golden Girls. That I've heard great things. I've watch never watched that. Watch that it. show. It's just a bunch of old women yeah, saying s- fucked up shit. I love it's the amazing. slutty
0: ones. I love there's a slutty one. They're like seven or eight. Yeah,
1: it's so fu- Betty ca- White is the
0: stupid she's a stupid
1: friend in the group. It's yeah. so funny. Betty White is really funny. Though. She's so funny. Yeah. I honestly I heard like it was such a silly show, but yeah, you know, I grew up masculine. I wasn't like six, like, yeah, let's watch golden girls. I'm six. <laughs> no, that show. it took little- me twenty six yeah. fucking years that show to watch funny. golden I, girls. Like, it's awesome,
0: it's legit funny. That's it's when you just put on just and shitting on each other. You don't even need the storyline. Just put it on. You just fall and You're like, yeah, yeah. Golden
1: Girls. I it's so it. funny. Try almost, one episode. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've not. I'll have to though. Try the first episode.
0: It's funny. All right. Also the gets, uh, just, uh, the intro song is infectious. It's Pretty lit. And <laughs> the card inside would say, "Thank you for being my friend." Infectious. I feel sorry. <laughs> Very Bieber-esque. That's why we have to end off on those golden girls. Yeah. Uh, so uh, where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, so on
2: Instagram at DavidTheDogTrain is my personal Instagram. or you can find us on Instagram at miracle canine Training. the letter K and the number nine. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, and if you want to learn more about our services that we offer our actual training that we do, MiracleCanineTraining.com. Okay. And your podcast, does that have a... That is all through Miracle Canine Training. So you'll find the podcast either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you could listen to podcasts. Uh, just search the David the Dog Trainer podcast. David the Dog Trainer is all one word. Uh, or uh, the videos are all uploaded to our Miracle Canine Training YouTube page.
0: I am just doing a quick. We move. have a lot of
2: friends
1: in common. <laughs> I am doing a quick oh, yeah? mastermind. You know, following. Justin Topola. How do you know Justin Tapola. I'm in a fantasy league oh, with him no and Zach. Dean. I went to school.
2: You know Zach Dean. Too? I know Zach Dean too. Oh my god! So Zach new Dean podcast. Was my, yeah, <laughs> I was one of my skateboarding buddies growing up. Justin and I we went to school you with. Know, but we yeah. all yeah we all went to school together. You That's know Big hilarious. Red. You know Justin's cat
1: Big Red. No, I don't. It's yeah. just his fat I, cat. The, I <laughs> never talked to them ever oh. anymore. But, I, I yeah. barely talk to them. But I would be like Justin. Would be like, hey there, Big Red. Meow. That's and hilarious. he just talks to his cat and listens to Eminem. It's hilarious. He was Fuck. always the 50 Cent Eminem guy. Yeah, like if you wanted to listen to rap
2: music at that
1: time. He was the kid you went to with it. Yeah, this is this is the end of it. We got to end it here
0: because right, we're cool. gonna start. We're gonna go it. down some more it. timelines. All right, check out. All right, check out Brian on the Funny Bus yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely go to the Funny Bus and get some tickets there. I've done it. It's hilarious. It's completely worth your time. FunnyBus.net. FunnyBus.net. Uh, you got to follow net. the Gale, this podcast mm-hmm. I on think Instagram, so. uh, Facebook. <laughs> Uh, I've actually even been retweeting a little bit, though not much. Uh, So don't really look for a whole lot of content on Twitter. Shout out to Matt Trujillo. (laughs) Matt, that's the last one I did. (laughs) Mm -hmm, I know. (laughs) The only man to ever, like, badmouth a girl and then say her full name on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he was like, he goes,
1: oh, at the, we're, we're, we're ending the podcast. And he's like, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, you work with Mary Santora?
0: She's hot.
1: <laughs> we're like, all right, Matt, we're getting we're out of wrap here. This
0: up. <laughs> uh, and if anyone is interested in the Daisy Cake, cake Pops, uh, use... Uh, all uh guiltless all capitalized you get 10 percent off uh for our partnership with her and we've had them we've had them had her on the podcast she's hilarious and we've had those cake pops they're fucking delicious they're so definitely check bomb. them out yeah uh so that's it man but then thanks for coming in yeah dude thank you great job what's up tope